I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely dope. You find me offensive, I find you offensive for finding me offensive Hence if I should draw the line any fences If so to what extensive, any should I go Cause it's getting expensive Being on the other side of the courtroom on the defensive They say I cause extensive psychological nerve damage to the brain When I go to lengths this far at other people's expenses I say you're all just too goddamn sensitive It's censorship and it's downright blasphemous Let's end this shit now cause I won't stand for this And Christopher Reeves won't sit for this neither And let's clear this up too, I ain't got no beef with him either He used to be like a hero to me I even believe I had one of those 25 cent stickers on my refrigerator Right next to Darth Vader And Dark must have put a hex on him for later I feel like it's my fault Cause of the way that I stuck him up in between him and Lex Luthor I killed Superman, I killed Superman And how ironic that I'd be the bad guy Kryptonite, the green chronic Cause I ain't got no legs Or no brain Nice to meet you Hi, my name is I forgot my name My name was not to become what I became with this Level of fame, my soul is possessed by this devil, my new name is Rain Man. Now in the Bible it says, Thou shalt not watch two lesbians in bed, have homosexual sex, unless of course you were given the consent to join in. Then of course it's in a course and it's bisexual sex, which isn't as bad, as long as you show some remorse for your actions, either before, during, or after performing the act of that which is normally referred to as such more commonly known phrases that are more used by today's kids in a more derogatory way. Who's to say what's fair to say and what not to say? I've been waiting 20 minutes, baby, and I drop your draws and do something not standing with your jaws. After all this waiting, I can see clean through your forehead. You more said than done. Give more head than sun. Throw my jacket in a puddle. Hell no, nah, if you don't know what pimp somebody better tell y'all. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And it's uh, Saturday morning at 10 a.m. ish, uh, and we're doing the feedback show, and it's going to be extra long. It's going to be a very long show, not because we got a lot of feedback. We did get a lot of feedback, but in addition to the amount of feedback we got, um, I had something on my mind I've been wanting to talk about for literally months. Okay. So months <laughs> since August. And um, uh, I, people that follow me on Twitter, they kind of saw me, Chris, and Brandon get into it with some people. Um, people that, um, you know, have talked to me behind the scenes kind of know some of the story. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, we're going to talk about this uh, revolution, uh, the coup, if you will, uh, from some of the fans at, uh, blacking it up, man, from the chat room, um, that decided that, uh, the show was, um, you know, some sort of 
horrible Republican Fox News nightmare that needed to be reined in because it was so fucking terrible. And um, what happens when you turn the lights on and the roaches scatter? So we're going to talk about that. But first things first, let's talk about what you really came here for. And that's our show, which is the Black Guy Tips and this is a very special show because it's the feedback show. Yes, sir. We do this once a week, every Saturday morning. We go through all the people who tuned into the show and decided to write us, to email us, to leave us a voicemail throughout the week. And we, uh, we fucks with y'all, man. We let y'all get your opinion heard and then we squash it down if we disagree, big it up if we do agree, or, you know, just laugh if you just came in for the jokes, man. So. Uh, I know a lot of people take the time out to respond and, uh, we take that very seriously, man. That's why this is, uh, to me, as much as I concentrate and work on trying to come up with content for the other shows, this is the show that is the most important show every week because, uh, I think this is the show that separates us from so many other shows. Like we try to keep a report going, we try to keep our feelings out there. We try to keep it honest and fresh and everything in the open. So we do. This is what that's about today. Um, of course, you can find all the contact information if you don't know by now, but you can go to theblackouttips.com slash about. All the contact info is there. While you're at theblackouttips.com, you can do stuff like donate to the show. You can uh, find out how to subscribe and get an email every time we update something on the site. Uh, you can even do stuff like buy stuff from our store. Um, a bunch of things you can do to support the show and support the uh, you know, the podcast and keep everything going, keep everything on the website. We appreciate the people who take the time out to do that sincerely. Our, I always said our audience might not be the biggest, but it's the fucking coolest. Ain't and it though? That, and I, and I sincerely mean that. I listen to enough podcasts to know who got audiences and who they dealing with. And yes, sir. y'all, as even the crazy motherfuckers are by far the coolest motherfuckers. Like the crazy people from our shit would be the cool people from other people's shows. Real talk. So, <laughs> so let's get into it, man. Um, first things first, let me give props to the people that donated to the show because without them, man, you know, it wouldn't be uh, really a show <laughs> or maybe more people wouldn't be listening, wouldn't be spreading the word, wouldn't be able to do all the nice things that we can do yes, um, sir. for the show. Um, all right. First things first. Uh, we got a lot of donations this week and thank you. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know if people just catching up on Christmas episodes. I'm like, God damn, these niggas didn't even take a break. Nope. <laughs> like, uh, we getting, it's about that time of the year where people took time off and now we're getting out of, Hey man, I'm trying to get caught up. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Three and a half hour show of Rashani. Bam. Face. I know. <laughs> Three hour show. Two hours about movies and basketball. Face. I know, right? Catch up, nigga. Then we take them weeks off in January. They're going to be like, man, y'all need to hurry up, man. I'm already caught up. I know. Yes, we're going to get those. I'm re-listening to old shows, man. Yeah, What's up? You know, I'm, I'm 45 episodes behind, but I realized I stopped getting updates. Where <laughs> right? y'all niggas at? You are behind. Catch up, please. <laughs> yeah. Next time someone does, I'm going to say we broke up. Like, oh, we broke <laughs> up, man. Show ain't even. you see. you see. Just keep catching up. you see. Keep listening. Um, all right, man. Michael. P. I don't know if he wants to say his last name or not, but he donated to the show, man. We thank you, man. One time donation. Uh, we appreciate those recurring we do. donations. We no appreciate matter how those. big or small, exactly. y'all just don't know, man. If if it, I mean, because when you do the one time donation, it allow you to put any dollar amount. So you know, 
Hey, you you want to look at that vending machine and go, I'm not putting that dollar twenty five in there? Hey! And that's why, I, mind. that's also for people that, you know, wonder, like, how come you don't shout some people out more during the donation party? You don't go, uh, oh shit, nigga, you know, it's, this, this a whole lot of money, like, uh, because we don't want to discourage anybody from donating anything. I clear. We don't want to make tears and all this shit. You don't, mm. like, there's nothing special. If you could put in anything, cause, you know, like, a dollar to some people, like a dollar when I was a college student. Miss the world. It's like a hundred dollars today. <laughs> what? So it's like, you know, I don't want to shame anybody or mm. any of that shit, man. So just anyone who can contribute anything, thank you. I know. So, uh, I'm a, I'm a, a Negro. I always wonder, is that's a real name or that's just like them saying, like, I'm a Negro or something like that, trying to be funny. Anyway, I'm a, a Negro. Uh, thank you very much for your donation, recurring donation. Uh, Michelle W. with the recurring donation. We appreciate that. Thank you. Shelly Huang Esquire with you the recurring donation. Say Please say the Esquire. Um, also, we got a one-time donation from Dwayne B. Says, sorry it took so long, but keep it coming. Keep it pushing. Having a great 2013. Karen and Rod commenced to jiggling. So. Hey. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Uh, author, esteemed author M.A. Gray with a, another donation, recurring donation. We thank you. We'll be looking for the next uh, free copy of your next book. Right. I'm assuming that uh, it's a murder mystery. Involving oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want some sex in it, too. Yes. Something with Scotland Yard in it, please. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. A murder on Scotland Yard. That's that's right up my alley. Uh, Tabitha M. She hit us with the recurring donation. Thank you very much, Tabitha. Uh, we got a one-time donation from Aaron B. Said, I appreciate your dedication to your show and your fans. This is just a small token of appreciation. Wish it was more. Ashy three classy. And he said, black astronaut pod, black astronauts podcast. So I guess he has a podcast or he's starting a podcast called black astronauts. Uh, y'all can check it out. So y'all can check that one. I haven't had a chance to listen to that one yet, but, uh, y'all can check it I out. I haven't had a chance to listen to a lot of shit. So we, we'll, 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 <laughs> yeah. we'll introduce people over there. You, you, you hit us up. We'll let people know about you. Yeah, that is true. I, I, I was looking at my podcast list the other day. Like, yeah, I got like 50 new yeah. podcasts and stitch. I'm like, you know what? I will get to as many as I can. Some I might kind of bounce in and out. I can't, I, I tell y'all right now, I don't listen to everybody every week. I just can't. It's some podcasts I do, some I just don't have time. Yeah. Blame Kendrick Lamar and Childish Gambino for coming out with our albums. Ain't Not that my- the truth? I was playing those for hours all damn day. I still do that at work. And for you know it, four hours have gone on. Like, shit, I haven't listened to nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget, uh, also Delfrano, he hit us with the, uh, donation. He said, with respect on behalf of Delfrano, of the Delfrano Ites <laughs> and Dream Killers. I didn't know he had his own movement. Ooh. The Delfrano Ites, um, <laughs> recurring donation from Alicia Cristiani. Thank you very much. Yes, we'll see you thank again. you. Um, got a recurring donation from Jay Rich, the automatic. He created the new profile with the recurring donation. Thank you, Jay Rich. Thank you, sweetie. That was nice of you. Uh, April Thomas. Oh, wait. She might not want me to say it. April T. Let's just go back and pretend. <laughs> that, that didn't happen yet. My fault. April, April T. April T. Hit us with the recurring donation. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, Antonio A. He said, here's the more sore ratchetness. Black people singing about food, white people praising cheese, and all other distractions from life. Shout out to the chat room, the dog pound of the show. I know, right? 
yeah maybe maybe these are new year's resolution uh <laughs> donations or yeah, we thank you it's like new year's people got that bonus you, got, know, what you mean? know people time for folks to file taxes soon right they maybe they already filed them. yeah maybe people are really going like look y'all motherfuckers help me in my job get this bonus because it was so many hours ah! i wasn't even working. i was trying i was actually productive with y'all terrilyn g with the donation two fish thank you uh christopher d he hit us with the recurring donation thank you very much chris uh we appreciate that bro we do um nick the jew with hey the recurring girl. donation um yeah so obviously y'all know how we feel about nick the jew i mean among being awesome and everything else yes 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 oh and before i forget y'all chill is on twitter i was shocked as shit yeah uh okay care just throwing that out there yes. randomly into nowhere but yes ah, yes uh she's at chill on chill in miami on twitter so chill has a twitter now uh so make sure you guys uh go and follow her i think she's up to like 40 followers or so right now um so if you're not following her you should be following chill i, I was mean, just shocked i'm sorry i thought i just shared information it's chill uh i don't know I, I was just gonna save it for a phone call it doesn't matter you can um you can do it uh whenever you want to um i need to add it to my list of uh women who love them from rod the miss prime because uh, she's one of them but yeah make sure you guys do that i'll put it in the chat room real quick so you guys can um and, and it was funny though because she actually hit the uh at the black guy who tips and i was like chilling my and i was like because i woke up this was like nah nigga that ain't her then i see how she was responding and don't nobody talk like chill but chill right i was like oh shit i think this is her i was like owen owen psst, psst. hit all like at seven o'clock in the mud across twitter going, psst, psst, psst. owen is this her confirm this y'all need to confirm this <laughs> and yeah. it was like it is i was like oh shit twitter is about to get ratchet um all right man other things you can do of course uh to be heard on the show you can leave feedback in many forms one of them is go to itunes and leave us a five-star review if you leave us a five-star review it doesn't matter what you have to say about us we will read it even if it's negative uh just the review has to be five stars if you leave us a four-star review we won't read it no matter how positive it is nope you leave us a negative review and and not a five-star rating we won't read that either so it's only one way that your voice can be heard by us and all the fans live on the air leave a five-star review and if you have nice things to say leave that too because we appreciate the nice things people have to say um uva gooner says warning about this podcast five stars if you listen at work with your headphones of course your co-workers may think that you've lost your mind as you laugh hysterically <laughs> i understand that feeling i was doing that with the five starter podcast last week akuna matata by our belly um and the message is Akuna Matata. And I'm reading it because it's five stars. It doesn't matter what it says. Thank I you. know it's so. Um, Militant Blurred says, uh, Militant Blurred five stars by Awkward Musings. It says, I remember that what you said about Django. It came to mind today when a white female friend of mine said she didn't want to date me because she couldn't date a black man on account of having a bad opinion of them due to past boyfriends that were offered to her wow yeah what does that have to do with my dick that's what i'm trying to see the correlation there uh that's it as a blurred i'm cutting out all white women i'm getting a girl that looks like zoe washburn from firefly slash serenity so, so he said um he's he's done with the with these white women man uh awkward musings 
said that uh, the white women let them down too much racism although technically not to be an asshole that is exactly what she did so fighting fire with fire i say (laughs) yeah that's what she did she cut black black folks off i'm fighting racism with racism it's the only way (laughs) everybody wins (laughs) oh well good luck bro um all right uh we also had uh comments on the page the blackouttest.com of course you can vote in the polls you can leave comments on each episode we always have a post for each episode so um we're glad for those of you that take the time out to do that um episode 405 grow some balls uh where Stephen Richardson went off on uh Gerard for some reason. <laughs> that was hilarious. But uh yeah, let's uh let's then he went off on that dude about the racism social construct and told him to grow some balls. So Dad's wrote in a long ass reply about race being a co- social construct because uh, you know, we couldn't drop it, had to bring it back up. So he says, Sorry, but I gotta bring this back up. The scientific fact that us all being the same race slash species and the social construct of racism still existing is totally a thing there are anthropologists who write legislators all the time begging them to change the language within certain laws to reflect this maybe it was the way the dude wrote the comment that pissed you guys off but this reminds me of a conversation we had uh, okay first of all it's not it's, it's the context of the of the comment because it's like why are you why do you think you're informing us or something like even you right now daz what makes you feel like you're informing me of something that we don't raise the social construct as if somehow the laws of uh racism and how people interact and social interaction are going to change after me reading this and Mm-mm. now you know i'm going to be less likely for the police to pull me over for no reason Mm-mm. i'm gonna get the same interest rate on a loan as anyone else Ain't that's true i'm gonna be able to put uh you know when, when i go in for an interview at a job i'll be just as likely to get the job as someone with the same qualifications as me that shit is not gonna change right that's what we're saying it's like uh okay we get it you have an academic argument there's a lot of academic arguments that just don't apply to real life. Ain't that the truth? Anyway, I used to go to church with mostly all white people, Southern Republicans, God love them, and we had discussions, read arguments about race all the time. The curse of Ham, American slavery wasn't that bad. We shouldn't teach black history in school. Jesus' skin color isn't all that important, but he was white. In my adult life, I got this preacher to sit down with me and be honest with me and let his guard down for a minute because with them, it's always, now I'm not racist, but... And then saying some borderline racist shit. We weren't supposed to call them on it. We talked race and how it is affects how it affects us both growing up. He was about fifty. He admitted that he found proof of his uncle being in the KKK. How he and his family felt about integration and the civil rights movement and the older family members that he has that still to this day don't believe blacks have a soul. They're just animals who know how to mimic human behavior. That's when I told him, well, that's funny because scientists tell us that there just are not enough genetic variants between humans to consider us different races. It should, it would be like saying we're a different species. If, if me and your daughter Brittany had kids, they would be considered viable offspring. Animals of different species can't do that. I think that was the last time I've been to that church or any other for that matter. The look on his face was worth it. Yeah, I, like I said, you're not really informing anybody of anything and it's not even on some like you put him in his place type shit it's just Mm -hmm. no he's just an ignorant motherfucker it's Mm -hmm. anyone who does not believe that 
racist that racist is a social construct is kind of an ignorant motherfucker yes they are the problem is social construct or not it still has effects on people's everyday lives yes it does and that was the problem is when people bring it up a lot of times it's to tell, tell people to shut up about racism Race. you know to shut up about slavery to shut up about you know laws actually own the books in a lot of states that people just don't put in the law that actually have some tone of racist uh in it because it was built you know made back in the 1846 or whenever the fuck right it's it's just one of those things where you can argue about it academically that's fine just the reality of it when you step out of your house and you have to deal with the world is that it's a thing that affects people yes it and does that's, that's the only point that i'm making it's everything else is just academic we could oh you know what uh, there's not that much difference in gender and shit like that it's like cool that's fine but we do have to live in the real world and there's gonna be some type of uh you know some type of shit you have to deal with that's all yeah that's all we're saying um the poll for the show was uh has a podcast ever helped you get through a t- hard time because i think someone wrote us and was talking about the podcast kind of helping them out they had like a lot of deaths in their family and mm-hmm. stuff and i was just like man how, you know I, I i felt the same way about uh this weekend blackness when karen was in the hospital i used to you know karen would be sleeping off medication and stuff like that and you know we'd have to take her on walks and stuff like that and i, I basically slept in the hospital for about a week mm-hmm. and you know one of the moments of clarity and sanity kind let you know the world's moving on and things are going to be okay i would sit down and listen to uh you know the 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 blacking it up crew talk for you know two three hours every day you know um at that time i was in hospital i don't even think i could call in i just Mm -hmm. it was just refreshing to hear them talk and to know that uh you know everything was was kind of fine and everything's been okay so you know it was a poll that we put out there for people to to say you know um so 80% of our audience has said, yes, a podcast has helped them get through a hard time. And we said a podcast. We didn't even have to say our podcast and episode of this. Yeah, just any, it could be any podcast. podcast. You know, um, I know Keith and the girl, they get a ton of like, hey, you know, this thing happening. You guys are mm-hmm. being there was awesome, you know. Uh, 18% of people said no. So either, you know, they just, you know, it just wasn't any help. And that's, you know, it's real life, man. I can understand that too, where it's just like, man, it, I don't even want to hear a podcast or any, nothing I hear is going to make this any, feel any better. So true. And then you might have some people, they might not have dealt with anything, I guess, in their life devastating enough to. Well, we had an option for that. I okay. haven't had any hard times. Got 2%. Okay. So I made that sure that I was an option oh, too. Thank you. Just in case they wanted to be like, well, you know, fuck it. It's not, uh, you know, I just haven't had any things I had to deal with. Ozzy the Great says, hell yeah, I've had hard times where the only thing that put a smile on my face was seeing the new episode of one of my favorite podcasts up. You listen to these things long enough and a podcast can have the same effect as hanging out with your friends during a hard time. You'll laugh, you'll cry. You might even get perspective on what's bothering you. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Uh, Anthony Animal Thug Tatum says, nearly every Sunday, my brother and I would listen to the feedback show in my car. It had become sort of a tradition. It was cool because he got to hear my comments and he always laughed really hard when Rod would, would disagree with me. The Wet Dream book or when you called me out for calling Spike from Tom and Jerry Butch <laughs> or when Karen said something full of sism. Well, that's, that's quite often. 
during the fall of 2012 we would drive back and forth from doctor's appointments or from the hospital and listen to a podcast with ease attention better than music and would make him laugh or say something when i know i didn't have the words to say at the time i lost my brother in late november it is honestly the worst time of my life and it has been hard to deal with but i can honestly say your podcast is one of the things that helped me get through this time thank you Oh, wow. you're welcome, sweetie. Dang, animal thug, man. I didn't know that, dude. But, Me uh, either. yeah, anything that, that you can take from this, man, uh, that's awesome, man. High clarity is. Nick, did you write, said? I mean, I am a Cowboys fan, so the show has been helping me get through the past two or so seasons. (laughs) Oh, Nick the Jew. It's like, my brother died. Hey, I'm a Cowboys fan, so you know, this is tragic. We we, we deal with death a lot over here. (laughs) Death of a season. Yeah, death of Tony Romo's career. Uh, Too bad y'all haven't been around since the 90s. Jokes, but seriously, 2012 equal hard den in a mug. The podcast not only helped me through, but got me over some of the hardest times I've had in a long time. I also met some really great people, been introduced to some other wonderful podcasts through this show, and I met my booze, Rod and Karen, and we've been going together ever since, thanks to Jay Fool and Art to the Edgy. Love y'all. Nicoletta Jewishington. But yeah, man, uh, you never, I mean, there's all kinds of shit. When I didn't have a, I mean, when I lost my job, mm-hmm. I used to listen to podcasts, man. Like, I, yeah. Keith and the Girl was heavy that time. I'd be like, yo, um, let me throw this Keith and the Girl on. That's the only shit that's coming on every day that's kind of reminding me through all this job hunting that, you know, shit is happening. Shit is going on. Yes, sir. Delfrano says, first off, my condolences to Anthony Tatum. Between the Blackout Tips and Hot Fire Starter Podcast, y'all provide me with some greatly needed entertainment and a getaway during some hard times over the holidays i lost my pops a week before christmas and we buried him on christmas eve wow sweetie i too come from a tightly knit family whose parents have been together for 40 years outside of being overseas one year while in the military this is my first time ever being without both my parents for the holidays i'm probably gonna lose it when y'all do a father's day podcast this year this post is all over the place let me get out of here just want to say thanks family bamf delfrano Oh man, well that's yeah, that's sad to hear, man. Um and uh but yeah, it's good that um, you know, it's that that we can help kinda and that yeah. people can help and that uh people providing these this entertainment can kinda create the warm feelings and shit like that, yeah, man. Because so. we, we do what we do because we love what we do and we are glad that you allow us to come into wherever you are, we're there. And that's why we like to keep it upbeat. We like to keep it funny because this is how we are. And just like it's it's like a give and take. It's like we give because this is our getaway and y'all come over here because this is your guys getaway. Uh, Dad says, I once left a voicemail and asked for some advice. I was kind of it was I was kind of uh, down bad at the moment. I'm kind of embarrassed that I left that voicemail, but you guys gave me some helpful and most importantly, realistic advice. The initial reaction when you guys at the at the from you guys after hearing it was whoa nigga how we supposed to joke on some shit like that we ain't that type of podcast and i'm sorry i laid that shit on y'all but when i say you helped nigga y'all helped me thank you oh you're welcome thank you daz and uh i don't even remember what the voicemail was so if it's something that was embarrassing rest assured that uh we're not gonna bring it back up because we don't remember no unless you call and bring it back up then that's your fault because i've forgotten and I told you, so you can't be like, Rod, why you keep bringing this shit up? I don't even know anymore. No. Uh, episode 406, All My Baby Mamas. 
Oh, my baby mumbles. <laughs> like to say it like, you go mumbles. That's how you pronounce it, baby. Oh, we have five comments. This is a show with Rashani and Ty Diamond. We talked about a bunch of shit and went on for over three and a half hours. A very long show, but I, I had a really good time. And it felt good to uh, make sure everything was official and reconciled with Rashani, too, man. That was a big burden off of my yes. mind and whatnot. So uh, it's cool, man, that we can move on and everybody can. can get cool from there. Uh, Mike in London left a comment. Will you guys please slow down? I'm so far behind with the shows after Christmas. I'm on the December 22nd show. That's we will slow right, down sweet. in January when we take time off. Um, Jeff says, I'm listening to your January 6th, 13 more podcast this morning. Uh, I, f- I like your approach to everyday events. Well, thank you, Jeff. That's how we try to approach them every day. We do. These events. <laughs> the tickler says, I see you knew better than to ask Siri for directions to the hospital. That useless shit would have had you driving to Texas. <laughs> yeah. Well, Siri probably, my Siri would have been like, I don't know where the hospital is, my nigga. <laughs> Does it even exist? Is she checked in, my nigga? Say word, Rod. I saw the pictures of the car and I know dude said he thanks God, but I'm going to give a shout out to government safety standards, some airbags, and the engineers that came up with that shit. I know it's so. Because 20 years ago, niggas was still believing in God, but you didn't walk away from some shit like that. Big ups to science. I know about that ride to the hospital, man. Before we were married nine years ago, my wife rode a Camary into a ditch on a highway at 65 miles per hour. She Dang. was like two hours away from Memphis. Nigga, that is the longest car ride I ever took. But aside from some scrapes and bruises, she was good. Them airbags and steel safety cages are the way to go. Mrs. Karen, I'm glad. I'm real glad you did walk away from that wreck. Me too, sweetie. Thank you. AJ, the guyver, says... Love the show. I have a quick retail story from when I worked at Academy Sports and Outdoors in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Louisiana, fast. <laughs> the year the New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl, I had to work with my cousin. We came up in, uh, we came in at 2 p.m. and had to close that night. We both worked the footwear department. As much as we liked the Saints, it was a long night and we both wanted to go home. After we finished closing for the night, we walked around listening and listened to the game on the radio when the manager told us, hey, if the Saints win, we will have to stay because they had Saints and hat Saints shirts and hats in the back. So, of course, the Saints won. I didn't get off till one in the morning. Then it took me another 30 minutes just to make it home because the streets look like Mardi Gras. Wow. So he he just got called in for some extra random 1 a.m. overtime. Out the blue. Retail, man. Archangel says, aka Marsha times three. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I loved this episode. Both Rashani and Ty Diamond were excellent guests, and as usual, both Rob, Rob, Rob. I can do it too. Smiley face. And Karen was, was, were hilarious as usual. One of my favorite episodes by far. Are the nominations closed for the Tibbies yet? I think I have my first noms. Uh, no, it's not closed. No. You can continue yep. to nominate. Yep, this week is the last week. Yep. Um, and the poll for the show is, would you watch All My Baby Mamas if it was a TV show? Because this, what we, what we saw, what we played on the show was actually just a, um, like a, like what they do to get the show on, like, uh, you know, where they, they try a screener or whatever, if you will, where they try to get people interested and then they put this thing together and it's kind of like if, if the show likes it, if the, the mm-hmm. TV station likes it, they pick it up. Yes, people would watch it. 43%, no, 47, 57%. 
so i was actually surprised at this result me too and it was a good amount of votes <laughs> like and most people said no and i was like would y'all listen to this show <laughs> to our podcast i think uh maybe it's just that we watch it so people don't have to because i watch a lot of ratchet shit and yeah there are people so people won't have to yeah mudjo says i probably would sample it because hell i watch basketball wise honey boo boo and love and hip-hop atlanta i would love to watch ratchetness not live it Evo08 says, I'll give it two to three weeks to be ratchet. It's not full on love and hip hop ATL ratchet, then no more DVR. Yeah, that's my test too. Yeah. Like, you get about two weeks of reality show, and I'm like, mm, this ain't got no Stevie J. Yeah, yeah you know what? Because Roger put that love and hip hop, I guess it's New York love and hip hop, wherever that is. Mm-hmm. And Roger put that on, I said, mm, they ain't talking country. I don't know if I'm going to like this now. <laughs> Keith says, this has all the elements of a successful reality show. I may try to resist, but my Twitter timeline will suck me in. I know some have cut this show off as their official line of decency, but I like the train wreck. Uh, LR Joyner says, I only say no because Shoddy Low appears to be a creepy pedophile who preys on teenage chicks. But other than that, this has the potential for extremely high level of ratchetness. Uh, Clout 2K, that's a good point. I don't <laughs> yes. know. All, Actually, all of them girls are like 17, 16. Yeah, now that he put it like that, he's, I might not watch this shit. That's a good-ass point. Clout 2K says, only if they implement that Pokemon idea. When y'all was talking about that, I had a flashback of love and hip-hop. Atlanta fight, because one of the jokes we made was that uh, all the girls in the show should only be able to say their name through uh and not and not say any other words Mm-mm. that's it yeah yeah so it's like quandrisha quandrisha it's like oh no shawana she, want, she want me to raise child shawana <laughs> that's how you do when you get emotional <laughs> Atlanta, that's how they do they don't they don't say nothing else but the names Atlanta fights and arguments with <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Atlanta fights and arguments with everybody just yelling their own name. I was dying in the office. I'm voting maybe in hope that at least one of the baby mamas consistently refers to herself in third person. P. Andre Joseph says, Yes, hell yes. I will be enjoying this new ratchetness, baby mama ratchetness. We survive flavor flavor. I'm sure black people will survive this. Pope Snagenheim says, Who is this Shody Low character? Yeah, I didn't know who he was before this either. Me either. I just saw people mad one day on Twitter. I was like, what the fuck is everybody mad about? And it was like, shut it low. I knew I hated him the whole time. I was like, I've never heard of this man until today. Yeah, first time I ever heard him was when you played that shit. Sterling says, depends how ratchet it is. Honestly, it seems like it has potential, but I won't know till I see an episode for myself. There's been worse shows on TV. This coon ain't bothering me. I understand. <laughs> ah! I understand. You didn't have time for all this coonery, Karen. A very busy man. Uh, the last episode uh, we had was three, 407, Critically Speaking, where we talked to Russell Hainline of the Long and Late Movie Show uh, about a bunch of stuff. There were no comments on the episode yet, but we did have a poll. The poll was Django Collector Action Figures. Yes, please. This is too far or I don't care. Uh, 34% of people say yes, please. This is too far, 13% of people. And I don't care, got 53% of people. Um, so let's check the comments. Sterling says, I got my Calvin Candy on my wish list right now. <laughs> I can't wait. Ah! I can't wait to own one. If you don't like them, be mad. It's an awesome collectible. Yes, it is. Yeah. HC says, if they are actually collector's items, fine. But if they are children's toys like G.I. Joe's, not so good. But we just told, we told y'all on the show they're not. 
they're absolutely not they will not be sold in toys r us yeah i don't know not, why people think yeah. that those that, that people i literally will purchase purchase them for their kids it was a rated r movie yes yeah, like, means most children did not see it or shouldn't have but it's like yeah, the, shouldn't have it's like the um the title of the headline was salacious on purpose to yes, be like it was Django action dolls what it is like but i just do but i just i have a question y'all do y'all see a commercial for Django dolls on cartoon network do y'all see new Django dolls new 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 Django dolls beat your slaves right them. on nickelodeon no you don't see this so they are not targeted towards children people yeah people just mad uh, especially if they are one of those press a button and talks action figures kid presses a button and it says shine in a robotic voice the, while i'd initially laugh if an action figure said spook my favorite racial slur it wouldn't be a happy ending for the kids actually i just changed my mind mid comment only do it if it's action figures and they talk so he he's all over the place <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so like I said, my thing is that the outrage is for nothing. People are getting angry about some shit that's never going to get in children's hands for most people. Right. All right, let's play some voicemails, and uh, then we'll do uh, we'll do the emails, and then we're going to talk about this uh, whole soft sea thing. So, um, all right, start with the first voicemail. Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. It's J. Rod. You know, coming out from the south side, Jim Boy 75. Uh, okay. Just calling in, man. Um, just listening to a couple episodes because I've been, I've been real blowing, you know, family issues and everything like that. Uh, just getting caught up on episodes, man. Love the show. Um, as far as Mr. Rod Richards, man, that's all good, man. I was just, I was just in, man. I was a little upset at the time. Uh, just saw that my grandpa passed away. So I was just like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, fuck everybody. Um, but now I'm, I'm good. Uh, happy holidays to Rod and Karen. Karen, I'm glad you're doing okay. Uh, Thank you, sweetie. Yeah, and as far as chill, I'm, I'll let you know right now, I'm going to be in uh, Florida in July. Oh, shit. You, know you can get at me. Uh, I'll be in Kissimmee. Yeah, you know I Yeah, yeah. I'll be in Orlando. I'll be in the Orlando area, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All that little spray, a little target spray today. Chill out with all that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, Broward and Day. Anyway, but... Yeah, you can catch me in Orlando. I, I, I want to look you up, you know what I'm saying? I want to support you, your show and everything, too, So, because you, you, you're funny. That's what you're you're funny to me, but, you know, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be down there, too. I'll get at you. All right, cheers, Rod, Karen. Like I Tips Nation, I'm out. Mm, and he used her sign-off, too. I, I don't know. That's just disrespect, though, that J-Rod. I don't no, if you know who you fucking with, man. <laughs> that's true. But uh that's cool, man. Uh, some people gotta get it in, however they get it in, J Rod. And uh if you wanna get it in by trying to start some shit with chill or, you know, fight yourself off. Uh you know what, man? I, I actually think that it's good that you're fighting for your honor here. Now, maybe it's over the track of it's raining men, but somehow that kinda actually, you know, that track kind of is a little bit inspirational like it's it's almost like an 80s fighting montage uh type of beat so uh it's it's doing something for you man i feel like the power of his reigning man is making these voicemails even better man Next it voicemail. is hey rod hey karen it's, it's jay rod at jam west 75 coming live from the south side uh love the show the hater rocking podcast i was listening i was listening to that episode just now um I love the fact that you guys brought brought up brought up the discussion about guns and, and everything else. Like, uh, in school, um, 
I'm in the psychology field. That's my, that's my major. And uh, yeah, I was I was I was wondering, you know, when someone else, when someone else was going just just because I wanted to hear a different view of it. Just when someone else was going to bring it up. Because I think what what we sort of realize is, you know, what about the mental health in in today's society dealing with guns? You know what I'm saying? Dealing with gun control and different things like that. And you know, just from my personal experience here in Arizona, man. Guns is like just the way of life. Like everybody has one. You know what I'm saying? It it didn't stop after they made yours. You did what I'm saying. So yeah, it was just interesting to get that point of view from you and the dark hater or Mr. Gates is there. It's like to be called now. So yeah, love the show, man. Love love the uh, love the good combo you guys had. And uh, hey, just just keep doing what you're doing. All right, peace. 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 Oh yeah, and I forgot to mention. Uh, I'm absolutely sorry your grandfather died, man. That's crazy. Me too. And first of all, everybody don't got a gun. It's less people actually with guns that have guns than have. I mean, it's a lot of people have guns. A lot of people have multiple guns. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people like me don't have gun. Never owned a gun. Don't really want a gun. And so, uh, and the thing is that I think a lot of people think, well, if we put a gun in everybody's hands, everybody gonna be safe. No, y'all just gonna have a lot of shot ass people because most people are not good aims. Yeah, I'll just say, um, not to rehash that whole conversation, but um I think he's speaking on the fact that there's a gun culture and yeah, in nah, some that's places true. in some places it's it's like more people have a gun because everyone has a gun. And it's just people kind of talk about you know where they live and all that stuff but you know there's some places where just everybody has a fucking gun it's just a way of life it's not even true now i'm not know. arguing that you know that's simple no i'm not arguing that yeah i think that's all he was saying I, unless i'm misunderstanding his point that's what i took from it was you know not advocating that everybody have a gun but just is in reality a lot of motherfuckers got guns and in some places, not trying to find you out in the middle of the boondocks with Smokey the Bear might sneak up on you. I understand why you got a gun. I don't. Because Smokey the Bear not coming and that fucking gun ain't stopping him. So, that's just, <laughs> people always say that shit, but it's like, n- no, no, nigga. You're not. A bear might come and get me. Move, then. It's not. That's, that's not a good a reason. A out might decide to break in and rob me. Yeah, that's not a good reason to own a gun. It's fucking crazy, people. Hey, Rod and Karen. Um, it's me, Gabby. What? Uh, I forgot your number. It's in my phone. I forgot about y'all. Um, and so I listened to your episode with Mishani, and you guys are talking about the supermarket and how it you know, changes and all of a sudden it gets fancy and then the between the fancy ones mm-hmm. and the broke ones. And um, I have to admit that I had a little bit of meltdown over the holidays because our neighborhood, Safeway, I don't know what that is like in the South or East Coast, but it's just a basic grocery store. It's like mid-level. So, like, um, Whole Foods is the top. Then there's Safeway. And then the cheapest uh, supermarket where the food, like, you can't buy the meat because it's kind of bad. That's food co. And oh. so I went to my Safeway to get some, you know, some black-eyed peas and some greens for the new year. And I had a little bit of a connection because they took out the whole block section, right? Like, usually there used to be a section in the supermarket for, you know, Sylvia Soul Food, Gumbo, yeah. everything that Glory. could be considered Southern or African American. They took it out. Wow. It's like, we don't even exist in the neighborhood anymore. So they increased other stuff. They increased the gluten-free and they increased the organic. But they just kicked us off of the curb. So I was a little bit upset. So I was in my neighborhood store. 
so that's what could happen in, in reverse. But I got a warrant and uh, found my stuff somewhere else. So I was else happy. But, um, yeah, for me, I kind of feel like when the store gets, like, the joke is, like, when a Whole Foods moves into your neighborhood, it's, it's time to go. Because mm. it's going to go to gentrification and the rents are going to skyrocket, right? Because mm. they never do it out of the hood, right? So um, that's my little rant. Uh, you guys are talking about you guys at supermarkets and the Starbucks and the, and the free giveaways. And um, funny, okay, in the cheapest supermarket that we have, food code, you don't get anything free. There's no free anything. There's no testers or nothing. But you will find from time to time that somebody opened up a bag of chicken and ate a couple pieces out and just left it open. You will find uh. some, some whole chickens kind of taken apart and just left in the bag. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of wrapped it like that. Okay, what? Uh, keep up the great work. Bye. Oh, what the fuck? Happy. That's disgusting. What did he take a piece, leave a piece? Like, like <laughs> who shot that? The crackheads? <laughs> is, it like, is it like that take a pity, leave a pity thing at the, at the front of That's uh, the hood. places where you check out? They, they, was like, nigga, they was like, niggas in my stomach, so they can't charge me. Right. It's like, it's like sir, that we saw you eat $5 worth of chicken. It's like, you can't prove that. <laughs> you're smacking on it right now, and you're drinking eight dollars worth of soda. <laughs> Next voicemail. Hey, what's going on, Rod and uh, Karen? Uh, this is uh, the KC Stort. Uh, hollering at y'all. They catch up on some shows due to the holiday season. Uh, yeah, man, I'm just glad that uh, Karen's doing good after that uh, car accident. I saw it on Twitter, and you know. I ain't really, you know, we ain't friends and family and all that shit, so I didn't know how to respond, but just glad your wife's doing good, bro, and glad that you're a good husband and was there for her. Thank you, uh, But, yeah, moving on to the next topic. Yeah, man, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, you had the clip on there with the Young Turks, and it was crazy because it's just by chance of the Young Turks that I came to be a big fan of the black guy who tips, and it's like that six degrees of separation type shit. Uh... They had an episode on there on about, uh, vegetarians, and they had your boy, uh, Eli from, uh, This Week in, this week in Blackness. I think that's what the show goes by. Mm-hmm. And he, he had a clip on them. You know, I was listening to that show, and then of course, you know, you call into that show, which led me to this show. And uh. it was crazy. I was sitting there laughing, but from that clip, you can kind of see why, yeah, yeah, I kind of, I listen to him sometimes, but I really don't fuck with him no more like that. He's he just kind of ignorant. He got the one black guy on there. And they do keep putting that nigga on blast all the time about answers to all the niggas in America, black guy. Anyway, yeah. yeah and also you talking about the uh, nigga Samson, big swole nigga. Uh, it reminded me of my first uh, tour in uh, Iraq. As you know, in the military, still the reservists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did three tours uh, overseas, across that water tour in Iraq, one in Bosnia. But my first time in Iraq, we was uh, embedded with the Polish forces. And, man, they had some of the biggest white boys you ever want to see. Yes, they Polish, but they still big-ass white boys. Now, they had this one big-ass motherfucking Polish nigga. I don't know if he had, like, a team of niggas he brought with him, but let me tell you something. They got something called the hip sled, right? That's where you lay on your back, and you're basically doing a squat while you're laying on your back, and you're just pushing the weight up. This motherfucker had all the 45s in our little tent, Plus, he had two niggas on each side of the sled rack for more weight. And I, it, that, that shit just reminded me of that. I'm just sitting there because I ain't no small nigga. Well, look at this motherfucker. I'm like, God damn, man. 
But yeah, but that show y'all had about that shit just had me dying laughing, just thinking about some of my time playing football and in the gym and just working out with this big foam motherfucker. Like, well, you think you're strong, but motherfucker get down and be like, hey, let, let me get that weight that you you struggling with to warm up with. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, man, glad y'all doing good. Glad Karen doing good. You know, whatever the fuck. Black guy with Kiss Nation, Casey Stork out. Oh, uh, first of all, I like to say. Uh, Casey Stork, you are family to us. Don't ever think that you're not family. We we appreciate you, you and your feedback and stuff, sweetie. Yeah, wait. When did he say that he didn't think we we appreciate his feedback? No, no, no. We do. He no. He was talking about family and things like that. Like oh. he was saying, he don't personally know us and things like that. But you oh, still okay. consider you family. Yeah. Well. Um. Also, the other thing, is, and that goes for Karen, not me. I don't know if we family or not. It takes a lot of interaction to get in my family. Um. No offense. <laughs> no, no offense to anybody. But um. The other thing too that's funny though is um, our, he reminded me that when we had to spot that big ass nigga please motherfucker that we was working out with, m- me and John had to get on each side of this nigga. Like we couldn't even we couldn't spot him like normally when you bench press, somebody kind of like stands over you like by your head. And they catch the weight kind of like in a curl, like when you're doing a curl with two hands, mm-hmm. and then you can push from underneath to uh you know adjust to the weight so it's our combined but his shit was so heavy john would be on one side of the bar i would be on the other side of the bar at either end so if he would have ever needed help we would have each had to hold up one end by ourselves it was that heavy oh shit y'all have been struggling yeah oh and we still would have been he still would have died it wouldn't have been shit i could have done to save him like Ah! like nigga you knew you shouldn't have got all these fucking weights have a stroke on the bench next voicemail Yo, 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 what's up, Ryan Karen? What's good, man? This is your boy, Fel Five, the official uh, non-former uh, employee of fucking GameStop, man. Yo, I uh, wanted to say first and foremost, Karen, I'm glad you're all right. I'm glad, you know, that uh, that you're fine, you know, with the accident and everything. I'm sorry that happened to you. Sorry you had to go through that. Um, Ryan, I know how you feel, man, because... Uh, you know, I know how I would be if my wife went through some shit like that, too. But, yeah, man, I, I know I said I'm the uh, former GameStop employee, but I'm also the uh, former Enterprise employee, dog. So I heard y'all got on that insurance, that Geico insurance or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Bro, I just had to call in and be like, yeah, I, I know what they're trying to do. Enterprise is always trying to get the... Uh, most money we used to have a damn meeting every morning oh y'all y'all need to get uh insurance oh you need to get uh your insurance rate you need to make these customers pay you know and then we had a dude who couldn't say customer he said customer you know like <laughs> you gotta get the customer you gotta get the customer to uh get more insurance rate because we need more insurance rate and not even shit argument shit on our vehicle because we need all this and blah blah blah. So anyway, man, I, <laughs> I I know they got that big ass truck. You know, they be guzzling gas and then they be trying to get you to put the gas back in, yes. or they charge you a gas price and all that type of shit. Anyway, man, I heard y'all was talking about that. I just had to call in about that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that shit anyway, was man, awesome. glad you're good, Karen. I have a good one. Thank Peace. you, sweetie. Peace. Yeah, that was such a hustle, man. That's, that's I didn't know. Here's this big ass truck lady that just got in a wreck with the back problems. You know, you'll be fine. But like, we know you're scared. We're gonna give you the biggest shit. We're gonna give you a fucking tank. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let me uh, go to the she next. She feel like fifteen people. <laughs> Good evening, uh, Ryan, Karen. Uh, how y'all doing this uh, evening? Uh, this is Travis, calling from Miami-Dade County. Uh, I'm glad you're doing better, Karen. I uh, heard about the accident. Uh, you know, happy you're doing much better. You know, just um, just, just get a lot of rest. No, I was involved in an accident too a couple of months ago. I had a same car. I had a Toyota. had a Toyota Corolla. Some guy hit me from the back and totaled my whole, totaled the whole car. Shit. Lucky he had insurance, but, um, you know, that, uh, insurance, uh, gave me a check for what it was, right? $7,000, you know, so that came in handy. Mm. And, um, you know, the best thing to do is go ahead and do, go ahead with a loss, go ahead and sue him, take him to court and, um, do what you have to do. And uh, the state of Florida, is, uh, his insurance, they called me and uh, they asked me, like, uh, well, what type of job do I do? How many hours do I get paid or how many hours wow. I get paid? And I told them how many hours I get paid. They told me, asked me how many, they just sent me a check. And I don't know how it is in uh, North Carolina, but in the state of Florida, uh, they policy that insurance have to pay the how many days that you miss. But mm. at least you're doing better. Um, I had a question at Rob. Um, uh, I don't know. I was just at a sports station down here in Miami, and and uh, I was it's about the uh, quarterback, uh, the girl they keep talking about. Mm-hmm. I went online to see. Let me see what's going on. How this girl look like? <laughs> you know, I, I went online and I don't see she's not hot to me. She's not one of those girls that was on the, uh, the cigarette commercials that uh, we can't hardly talk. You can see her rib cage and everything. And these motherfuckers out here going crazy for this white girl. That's what you call white privilege, man. And I'll see uh, LeBron James and the Kobe Bryant want to buy her to come to the games and all this. And if that was a sister, I don't even think this would have happened. But um, what's your opinion about that? Um, so, Cam, I'm going to be doing better. Just uh, get a lot of bed rest and, um, and you know, hire your lawyer, do what you have to do, and uh, go ahead and... Uh, Get that brand new um, car. Like, don't, don't don't let it be an SUV like um, Rob was pushing your ass out. <laughs> right. so, no uh, SUVs. Uh, y'all keep up the good work and um, keep up those three-hour show, Rob. And it come in handy, especially when you're going to Orlando back in Miami. So uh, uh, peace out. Peace. Oh, man. Oh, he was talking about that girl. They talking about the game. Okay, so basically during the National College uh, Championship for football, um, some, uh, so there was a, the, a quarterback, it's like, I can't remember his name, Josh McCarris or something like that. I don't something know. Like that. Anyway, this motherfucker, he's playing quarterback and everybody saw the shit and, um, and, and they cut to his girlfriend cause it's a fucking blowout. So it's like, you know, what, what else is there to say? So. Um, there, there's a blowout, so everybody saw the shit, so everybody was like, cool, let's, uh, let's, let's cut to this girlfriend and talk about some other shit. And Brett Musburger, or Brett Musburger, how you say his name? went crazy, didn't he? Uh, it sounded so fucking creepy. It yes, was it like, did. You know, like, and then, uh, the so-and-so in there, and wow, oh my, oh my goodness, like, it's just so... She's so hot, and, I, and it was funny, though, because I looked at Roger, like, she looked like an average white girl. I mean, maybe... Well, she's Miss... People keep saying that. She's Miss alabama so that's not like i i think people get a little carried away with the whole she's just an average looking white woman she's not an average looking white woman that being said she is real thin 
like really uh you know it's the whole uh little boy look kind of kind of body thing that a lot of white dudes are into man and she ended up getting two hundred thousand followers that night on twitter uh like lebron james was following her darnell dockett or something was talking shit to the quarterback on twitter about how oh, no i wouldn't harass her nothing like that yeah so you know and i and, and honestly man in a weird way i feel bad for her because one she is um uh she's already like a you know a model and all this shit but like she didn't ask kind of to be thrust into this light where people are just completely uh trying to turn her into a sports side story and 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 like completely acting ridiculous and lusting over her and putting her all in the press for shit that is really just she's trying to watch her boyfriend play a football game yes she is um but and and then like the reason i say i feel bad is the same reason i feel bad for when they do this shit to black women anybody yeah you got the guys who are like oh my god yes that's what i want but now she has to deal with a ton of people who are just like bitch ain't even all that fine i don't get what the fuck is wrong with the skinny ass bitch like she got to deal with that shit too and it's like i don't like to see any woman have to deal with that shit like who the fuck needs to be told that that they're not looking good like it's so people just so fucking negative man i know that for some of y'all it's like uh what is a stab at white privilege and white people and white you know white standards of beauty so i'm saying she's not looking good to tell people that the white anglo-saxon standard of beauty is not necessarily the greatest and all that i get it but it was just it went too far because as far as she knows it's her it's not hey i just need to say this as a white she's just getting a lot of this bitch ugly this bitch ain't fine skinny ass bitch so you know that's why i'm really not i didn't even really talk about it i just thought Musburger was out of control. Mm-hmm. And everybody has their own definition of what fine is. Everybody has their own definition of what looks good to them. And, uh, and I guess from my perspective, you're right. It's like all of a sudden she went from being a normal person that nobody knew to constantly being attacked. Yeah. And I don't like the, I just, I don't like the idea of telling anybody really or, or not even telling them. I don't like the idea of dwelling on the people you won't fuck. I think it's just not productive and it's really, it can be mean and condescending because there's, those people exist. Other people might fuck them. Uh, everybody out here getting fucked. I don't know if you guys know, but motherfuckers are finding ways to get fucked. It's just happening. Maybe not as often as they like, maybe it's all this shit, but motherfuckers are fucking just about any and everything. So it's just kind of like, I don't want to concentrate on why I wouldn't fuck that dude's girlfriend that I never would you know meat meat yeah so all right let's let's move on to the next topic nigga boy boy i'm about to hang up for the fifth time god damn it the fuck man phone rang about 20 times and shit before it pick up that's some straight bullshit right there Sorry. hey though hey, hey you know i'm still catching up so i was like i'm just skipping and listening to all y'all episodes at one time so to speak and shit you know listen to a little bit of this you know, hit the next one, so on and so forth. Hey, nigga, hey, you a film critic? I yeah. Mean, yeah, <laughs> right? I tell you, dog, that shit is funny as fuck. <laughs> yes. Nigga, I fuck you gonna be a film critic. 
can't even believe watch it. All the movies for whatever reason and shit. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, Rod, you do know at some point you are going to have to break down and watch a Tyler Perry movie. Right. Okay, because the next movie he come out, Madea does her laundry. <laughs> nigga, you're going to have to watch that and review that shit, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, where can we read your reviews? This is going to be classic. Oh, oh my man. God, I can't wait. Hey, I mean, congratulations. But oh, my God. Uh. That's going to be some funny shit, boy. I just, <laughs> what you going to say, though? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, Karen, this is this is just geared towards you. Um, <clears throat> Karen, uh, you know, I, I didn't know. Miss Mamma, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, I'm, I'm on the Facebook thing. I'm catching up because I really ain't been fucking with Facebook too much. I just dibble-dabble in there and get the fuck out of Dodge, you know. But I saw a picture of your car. Uh, Miss Lady, get, hey, what can I say? You know what? I'm, I'm sorry you call it like origami. Don't it, though. Know no. I really <laughs> am. You know, but like you, you know what? It up. I'm glad you don't look like origami. Oh, yes. no, I don't. That's real talk right there. And th- th- that's all I got to say about that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's all I got to say about that one. Uh, yeah. Not too, not doing too good on the not drinking thing right now. Yeah, I, I got a little bit up in me. But you know what? I've been good, though. No, and I ain't drank all week. Just the weekend. Fuck that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have me me on the weekend. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little tipsy. No, I'm a lot tipsy. Fuck that shit. <laughs> hey, I only had two drinks, and I am talking straight shit right now. You know what I'm saying? It is 5.41 in the morning, oh. and I am talking straight shit. Right now. <laughs> that was this hey, morning. <laughs> hey, Gerard, Gerard, whatever you call you, whatever you call yourself. Hey, now is the point. Now is the point in time, but the time is point. Oh fuck that! Now is when you should fucking call the show. All right, and tell all of us how much you hate the University of. Who the fuck are they? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're they brought up sport. Okay. Now, now I, I'm just assuming that, that you understand that concept. So, goddammit, if you call the show, okay, and you start talking about the goddamn debt ceiling and shit, I'm going to find you and kick your ass. That's all that. I'm going to find you and kick your motherfucking ass, nigga. All right? So... Okay, I'm through with that. Uh, oh, shit. I think I had a lot more shit to say, but I really can't remember right now. Boy, I am fucked. Off of two drinks, I am fucking fucked. Oh, nigga. Oh, my God. Man, this shit is awesome. <laughs> hey, I'm going to let y'all go. I'm going to get back listening to some more of y'all show, shows. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, I'll be, I be calling again. Yeah, we are. I'm going to be calling again. <laughs> All right. Blackout Hotel Nation. One love. Peace out. Peace. All right. Um, so, Chill. <laughs> Just so much to say about in that one. Oh, I didn't know Chill was trying to stop drinking. So, uh, maybe that's a New Year's resolution. And if so, hey, you made it till the 12th of January. So, that's you did good. pretty good. 12 days. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's go to the next voicemail. Oh man. Oh, okay. So now just because you know what I'm saying, me and my people in Miami down here living this beautiful Miami life, you know what I'm saying, enjoying eighty degree weather, 
You know what I'm saying? In the middle of January and shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so now we the pretty girl that's crazy. Okay, well, I'd rather be that than be y'all. Y'all the ugly girl that's crazy. Y'all motherfuckers voted for Romney and you hate gay people. Motherfuckers. <laughs> you fucking hillbilly banjo playing. Go fucking fucking chainsaw massacring motherfuckers, y'all. Man, fuck y'all, man. Stop hating, man. Stop hating. Get your ass on a plane or a train and get your motherfucking asses down here and soak up some of this motherfucking shit, man. And tell you this shit down here. That's that real dick hard down here, boy. Fuck Viagra. Bring your ass down here. Your dick will stay hard. Sleepily what I'm telling you. Black out who that What love? Peace out. Peace out. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, chill, chill. Uh, y'all, y'all still crazy, though. Yeah, that's uh, uh, I'd rather be up here where they vote for Romney, but I'd, I'm alive. You know, if I got to pick between the two. Uh, next voicemail. Oh yeah, Toya. Hey, you need to get some toilet paper and wipe your mouth. All that shit you talk. Nigga, fuck you. Ain't shit changed. You know what you can do. You can still suck a dick. You can suck dick with a goat. You can suck dick all in your throat. I don't give a fuck how you do it. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Uh, where that come from? Did she just go green eggs and ham on Toya? Yes. You can suck dick with a goat. You can suck it all in your throat. You can suck it on a boat. <laughs> you can <laughs> suck dick on a train. Suck you can dick suck on dick plane. on a plane. <laughs> you can suck dick on the air. You can suck dick in the water. <laughs> as long as you're sucking. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, last voicemail, I think. Good morning, Rod and Karen. This is Stephen Richards out of Beaumont. Now, uh, now, 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 first things first, here now, now, I'm so glad that you're all right and that uh, the accident and everything went good, uh, went, uh, you know, no accident goes well, I don't know what the hell I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that I'm glad you weren't hurt, you know, all jokes aside, I'm just glad everything's all right with you, and uh, Ron, you know, I was uh, known my Twitter, Twitter thing that day, so I really didn't know about it, and I just heard uh, uh, about some things I was catching up, and uh, you know, it, 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 it choked me up. It touched my heart a little bit because I was just like, "Oh my God, Miss Karen's been an accident." Not. Oh, sounds like you got some connection issues. <laughs> Took me so long to respond to this, but uh. Anyway, I'm glad you're doing all right, Karen. I'm glad everything is is um, sort of back to normal for you guys. Hope uh, you know the rest of your year is going to be uh, a lot easier than that because I know dealing with that's like. Uh, second of all, uh, hey, hey, right, you know, uh, we're going to talk about this shorty low character, okay? Uh, now, what the hell is wrong with this guy with all his baby mamas or something like that? Now. Now, now I watched that trailer. Uh, I had one of my friends at work pulled it up for me. I tell you, that's about the worst thing I've ever seen. Now, 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 now if you guys want to be progressive and everything like that, now you got to find a way to stop this. 
Sonny Boo Boo cat looked like uh, your cat makes old Honey Boo Boo look like uh, part of Congress or something like that now because that's just a damn shame. I tell you what. Now, but I tell you what. I tell you one damn thing. They sure got a couple of fine women I wouldn't mind poking. I tell you that. I tell you, especially that big one. I tell you, I tell you, you love me a big old chocolate woman. There, okay, <laughs> right, guys. You, you understand what I'm saying, right? Up top, buddy. Up top. But anyway, man, I just you know they say she's a fighter, baby, mom. She wouldn't be fighting me. She'd want to love me. They call her the lover, baby, mom. When she got there with me, I tell you that. Anyway, this is Stephen Richard signing off. But you guys got to find a way to. Stop that show, man. I tell you what, it's a damn shame. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> all right he ended that shit right as the music came to the crescendo too <laughs> yes um all right man we got emails um uh, probably won't take calls because like i said we got to talk about uh the so- whole soft sea shit with twib today okay um <clears throat> all right so the email is the blackout at gmail.com um this is the first one we got uh from i think aj it says hey everybody hello roderick and karen Love the show. I just wanted to ask for the Justice League America movie. How do you feel about martial artists playing Batman like Scott Atkins? I also asked Chris from Insanity Check as well. I love the later Undisputed movies, and he played in Expendables too. He should do the character justice. Um, I'm not really familiar with Scott Atkins like that, to be honest with you. Um, I know that when it comes to Batman, everybody wants a name. Everybody wants uh, all this stuff. I mean, the dude kind of looks like... Um, he could play Batman or something, but, uh, I'm not familiar with his actual acting ability. Ability, Me either. So I don't want to, to, you know, start lying to you. I'd probably need to just find more stuff that he's been in that, uh, that, uh, that I liked. I know he played Deadpool in the Wolverine movie. Uh, but that, that Deadpool that he played had his mouth sewn shut and all that shit. So, um, I don't know. I have to check out some of this stuff, man. I don't want to tell you any lies. So, um, but thank you for writing. Um, Karen, are you familiar with him or no? Mm-mm. Okay. Josh Wong writes in a bit late on this, but on your game console chat, I chose Xbox over PlayStation because of the social side. A few guys I play basketball with play online. So it makes it more enjoyable playing games when you can talk shit with your mates. Plus, the online chat makes it easy to chat with mates overseas without having to play interna- pay international call costs you would if you used your phone. That's I know true. so. That's true. I did have a PS2, but there was an issue with it, and the laser was burning marks on the game disc and making them unplayable. I sent it away twice to get it fixed. It did the same thing each time. Lost. You know what's funny? I've done I've done that before. A lot of people like I don't like sending my game. Uh, console away to get fixed. I'd rather buy a new one because they almost never really fix it. It's, nope, they do. They probably give you a refurbished one. I don't even think they give you a refurbished one. I think you just put the same shit back in the box and send it back to you. Like they just cut it on and go, nothing's wrong with this one, and send it back to you. That's it. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, like it yeah. always has the same fucking problem, man. It's so frustrating. Okay. You would be better off just buying a brand new one. Yeah. Oh. I sent it away twice to get fixed and did the same thing each time. Lost Grand Theft Auto Vice City, NBA Street 2, and Def Jam Vendetta. So when they sent me a new console, I sold it and bought the Xbox and haven't had an issue with the Xbox or the 360. Uh, and that is rare because I, I will be honest, a lot of people have issues with the hardware failure for the Xbox too. 
especially when um you know when they first came out the first couple years so you know i know people gonna write like but xbox had part i know i just like i said yeah, they it, all have problems today work them out yeah, yeah but xbox was worse than others and honestly it's just uh i'm not i'm never really an early adopter so i've never had to deal with those type of issues i always end up getting my shit after all those uh, bugs are worked out yeah, yeah typically um but you know i feel you and normally you know even when the one xbox i had that broke that had a um disc re error i had that shit for a few years before i got that error but a very long time you know i get it though i'm not you know i'm not here to debate the shit with y'all i just like my shit better Another bonus for the 360 is the NBA Game Time app. Yeah, I've seen that. Not much NBA is shown here, uh, so I purchased the League Pass every year. And this season, Xbox added the NBA app, which links to your League Pass and allows you to watch all the games through your Xbox on your TV. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Keep up the good work with the show. We will. Thanks, Thank Josh. Thank you, sweetie. Rich says... Dear Rod and Karen, Happy New Year to you both. I am about three months new to your podcast. I wanted to send a quick note letting you both know you're doing an absolutely phenomenal job. Thank you. I'm currently in the office writing this email, and as such, I cannot get to the iTunes or Facebook to like or bestow a well-deserved five-star rating to your show. However, be assured it will be the first thing I do when I get home this evening. Episode 406, the absolute funniest shit to ever come across these headphones. I've been teary-eyed. <laughs> wow. Uh, thank you. That's, thank uh, you, sweet. Hell of a com- compliment. I, I, now I need to go see which one was episode 406. Um, okay. That was um, <laughs> All My Baby, Baby Mamas, Mamas with Rashani and uh, Ty Diamond. So. Yes. People are really liking that episode. Uh, I've been teary-eyed all morning in my feeble attempt to not bust out laughing in a laughter fit. Keep up the great job. P.S. Karen, glad to hear you are well and unharmed from the accident. Peace, R.B. Thank you, sweetie. Well, thank you, RB. We appreciate it, man. Um, and uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that episode. Brian writes in, <clears throat> What up, Rod and Karen? It's been a minute since I hit you guys up, but I still listen to all three episodes each week, and you guys are still my favorite podcast. So I listened to Saturday's feedback show this morning, Monday, and I thought about writing in, listening to the sentiments about how fans have made it through tough times and listening by, uh, in part by listening and laughing at slash with you guys hit home. Uh, I think I started listening regularly in early in 2010, and then in July that year began a string of deaths in my family. Between July 20, July 22nd, 2010 and August 2011, I had seven people die in my family. Good wow. Grief. My goodness. That's some Final Destination shit. I, I know. It was like, though, oh, I'm going to touch everybody around you. Poor thing. Yeah. Like, was y'all supposed to get on a plane together and then y'all and, didn't and then and that shit Jeff blew got up? Mad. Death was like, you know what? Mm, I'm coming back for everybody. Now that I think about it, you're right, Karen. That Final Destination was just, it should have just been called Death Mad. Yeah. That death is, angry. Yeah, death mad. He mad. Death poke out. Cause that's all. I death. missed you the first time, but I'm coming back to get your ass the second and third and however many times. Yeah, that's all that franchise is based on was just death being mad. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all niggas supposed to die. Um, that included my father, stepdad, three aunts, and two first cousins. And I have to say, if it hadn't been for shows like yours and Bose and a couple of others, I probably would have smelled smile. I probably wouldn't have smiled or laughed once during that time. Man, over a year. So even though you guys do what you do for free for us and at an expense to yourself, it is truly appreciated. 
but i have decided not to write i decided not to write in didn't want to feel like mr me too and all that but that's me i don't always feel the need to chime in then after what happened on twitter that day i said fuck it i'm not gonna rehash because by the time you probably guys read this probably won't want to move on so i want to say one thing podcast twitter facebook any social media is voluntary you don't have to interact listen or put up uh, something you don't oh so you must be talking about that soft sea shit mm-hmm. listen or put up with something you don't like if you're that unhappy leave and don't hold a fucking press conference to do it just be out the attention whores want to be celebrities and insecure internet thugs is what gives social media a bad name and damn it if that shit wasn't on display today the personal attacks and disrespect because a few people had hurt feelings was kind of pitiful but like them i'm just providing my unsolicited opinion and although unlike them i'm gonna shut the fuck up about it so back to appreciating as i said before if you're unhappy leave on the flip side if you're happy let the people that make you that way aware of it between regular episodes and guest spots you guys are credited with at least a quarter of my work week uh listening time not only are both of you prolific but the quality is never lacking after learning the hard way that you give people their flowers so they can smell them oh yeah, yeah yeah oh i know that phrase um I don't think I'm out of line by speaking that for the Blackout Test Nation, letting you guys know that you're truly appreciated. Sorry for the long email. You guys be good. Stay safe. And the immortal worlds of the great chill. One love. Peace out. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah, thank you, man. <clears throat> uh, Chris wrote, writes in, Rod and Karen, been extremely busy during the holiday season and was running beside, I mean, behind on episodes. Just learned of Karen's accident and I'm happy to hear that she's all right. After listening to episode 405, I'm doubly relieved to know that her tanker syndex, <laughs> which as everyone knows, endows each of us with the ability to tank on command, came through the accident unscathed. As, I pr- as proof, I cite the barrage of tanks she let loose throughout the show and having read some, some of her tweets, I have to disagree with you, Rod. Karen is a novelist. As I, as a result, her to- tank total, which I tracked from show to show, should be reduced by one. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Uh, but, um, uh, alright, let me, let me get to the, the next one. Uh, boom. The Barber Man says, Sony PS3 bullshit. Sony has been fucking up for a few years now. PS3 bullshit. What a title. I have always been a PlayStation fan since before they got cool and called it the PS1. I have a PS2, two PS3s in my house, one upstairs and one down. And sometimes I wanted to play my games while my kids would watch a Blu-ray. One day, a mandatory update came with the update you can no longer save game files to a thumb drive. The only way to continue a save game on another PS3 was to subscribe to the PlayStation Plus and upload the game save, but you could not access the file for 24 hours. So whatever system I started to play a game on, I couldn't just go upstairs and continue my game. So fuck PlayStation. I just bought an Xbox, so I guess I'll be getting used to this big-ass controller and hope Xbox doesn't go down the path that Sony is on peace making it bam yeah so, so women so i so women's mm-hmm. just to be sure i understand so you were taking something external putting it on there and then moving it and they was like you can't do that no more right like we used to could do on an xbox or you still can actually i can save my gamer tag profile and all that stuff to like a small uh, memory card yes and i can just take that memory card with me to all xboxes everywhere plug it in and just pl- log in through that and play play my games and saves my saves all my achievements is all right there in my pocket yes because it's linked to you right well playstation decided uh you know they're in this campaign to like stop 
they really want to fight against use gains and piracy and all this stuff. So they're saying if you play something on a PlayStation, you can no longer save your, 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 your profile to a memory stick. So you can't move it from place to place. The only way to do it is you have to save it to like the cloud PS, uh, the, the, uh, PlayStation, what do you call it? Play or something like that? Uh, PlayStation they, they Plus. PlayStation is, Plus. Yeah. You have to save it to PlayStation Plus and then 24 hours later you can upload it from somewhere else. 24 hours? Yeah. Oh, that's on some bullshit. Yeah, so. That, They're making it very, very inconvenient for the consumer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Latrice wrote in, this isn't Guess the Race, but it's hilarious. And then uh, it was an article, I guess, about um, uh, a federal worker who got in trouble for uh, for farting on the job. We'll we'll cover that on another show. Oh, thank you for writing in, Latrice. We'll we'll cover it um, during the actual show with guests and stuff. So uh, we haven't forgot about you. Uh, Delano writes in episode four oh seven. Critically speaking, I feel you were being a bit hard on Jamel Hill. I think the message of the article reflected that it was it was where it was intended to be posted. I'm assuming that the article was supposed to be on ESPNW. It was, which is geared towards women. And the article on that website saying that men should not rate would be a good thing would would be a good thing, but it probably would not reach its intended audience of men. A message of self defense is a good one for an article appearing on that website. Uh, P.S. Do not use my name. Well, I just said Delano. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're gonna find you. Sorry, bro. I didn't see that to the end. You should probably start with the don't use my name. Um, but, uh, here's the thing. We weren't being hard on Jamel Hill, really. Uh, I even said, I understand it. Uh, I even said that, um, I'm not even saying she's wrong. Mm Um, and that this is the speech that a lot that people give the women. I just think. All the time. I just think that uh I hate I hate that these things are the impetus for people to speak to women about how to not get raped. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, and and the thing is that when it comes to rape, these are incidents that are beyond her realm, things that she can't control and you you're you're saying well control a situation that you can't control. That makes no sense. Well she's saying control what you can't control, which is don't drink, don't take anything from anybody don't party by yourself i mean yeah i understand she's saying that part but what we were saying is a completely different point like we were like and we never attacked jamel i actually Mm -hmm. i think i said several times i love jamel and i don't oh yeah like it's not even about it honestly it's not about her it's just more like when this stuff happens we start talking to our to our girls to our women yeah versus talking to men. yeah it's like it that it to me sort of um skips over the the actual point the culprits mm-hmm. the people who are more than likely Committing the ones the who are going to commit the crime and it's not the women yeah and especially in this case because it's a culture it's sport it is a culture that was surrounded by sports so it was seen as okay because it was it was it was just like affiliated with the male ego of sports and camaraderie and like i said it's it was group think and peer pressure and all this stuff stemming from sports so we were saying you know she's a sports journalist she can talk about sports in general i don't really think there's anything uh wrong with an article about hey we know there's a subculture to sports where there's hazing, uh, and there's all these different, almost gang-like initiation activities. Mm-hmm. That shit gotta stop. And it's definitely gotta stop at rape. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's our only point. This is, has nothing to do with Jamel, really. She mm-hmm. was just one article I read in that. But there's always a ton of these girls don't drink. Yep. We even brought up the Good Man Project, which. It's supposed to be about men who are socially conscious and understand that, you know, their role and power dynamics and dealing with uh, issues of gender and stuff. And then they they have a dude write an article. uh, Even good guys commit rape. It's like, come on, man. That's what we that's that's really what we jumping off with these things. Like, I don't know. So that was our point. I don't think it was a point of attacking her or anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I, I would not attack Jamel Hill. I, oh no, you know, however she would like to react to it is completely up to her. It's oh, not yes. even about, um, it's not even about trying to shut her down or something like oh, that. Oh no, because I, and she has I, valid points. Exactly. Like we're not arguing against her points. Uh, we're saying is that every time this incident happened, everybody goes to the women, which which you should. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's like nobody ever tells talks to the men and say your behavior needs to change too it's always the women's behavior that needs to change needs to be modified or they need to be aware and they need to be alert and that not at one period of time is it ever look dudes keep your hands off of her right that and that's that's our only point is you know someone need to talk to these dudes and and even if that's her article i just don't see these articles from dudes nope anyone covering sports no one on espn is writing the yo this college coach, this this high school culture shit is out of control, and this, you know this is just another symptom of people taking sports way too fucking serious. Yes. Um, Mike Felder writes in college basketball is the title. What up, Rod and Karen? Been a while since I've emailed. Been between the holidays and the bowl season, my life has been straight up hectic. Real talk, for the first time in my life, I'm happy football season is over. I'm finally getting back to neutral, getting rest, and just spending time getting my chill on. Anyways, I thought I was going to enjoy Russell on the podcast. I mean, yay, movie talk, right? But then it turned into college basketball chat mode 4000. <laughs> Felt like I was back listening to the Mac attack. <laughs> no, it could not be that bad. I'm teasing, Rod. I did like your point on fandom being super hate driven. Will you see people's face uh when I say I don't hate anyone, I root for players? Their mind is blown. I've been called a homer for every team at one time or another because I'm positive about most everything. I just have a hard time hoping anyone fails. I want the best to win, but real talk, I know how hard athletes work and overall I respect all of them. Me too, sir. Except Dwayne Wade, fuck that dude, go Mavericks. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was I was I remember as I was doing that we were like when we were having that interview we were talking to him and he brought up that part I was like ooh Mike ain't gonna like that because <laughs> Mike Felder is a big Mavericks fan he actually uh, tried to get on me for saying I didn't think the Mavericks go win the championship the year they did I'm like okay me and everybody else including their own fans but okay <laughs> all right you called it. On another note, after a great 2012 where I done blowed up work-wise, moved in with my girl and all that jazz, 2013 is starting off right. I'm now a member of the Turner Sports family. They acquired the company I work for, and now I'm under the same umbrella as NBA TV, MLB TV, TNT, CNN, and all that jazz. Balling. Yes, you are, sir. Congratulations, man. Yeah, congratulations, dude. You're official. Uh, Django, I love that shit, dog. Like every aspect of it. One thing about the discussion that has bothered me, though, the lack of people framing it in the scope of a spaghetti western. Yeah, that's true too. Not enough people talking about that. Um, that's what this movie is, right? Right down to the neo Americone music in the film. 
uh tarantino made a dope ass spaghetti western and for me as a guy that grew up on uh, sergio leone that's the best part of this movie from a movie impact standpoint you know what it is it's because a lot of the conversation is driven by black people and black people can only see it or choose to only see it in race a lot. Yeah. So all our conversations are these racial conversations. Should you be able to own a slave doll? A slave doll? Oh, they said nigga a hundred times. I'm so upset. It's like, well, that's, change. that's kind of to me a very surface level assessment, but you know, it, I don't diss people for however they take whatever from the movie, but yes, you're right. We haven't even heard people talk about that aspect of it because mm-hmm. slavery is that open wound that is not healed and will never heal. And but when you talk about it, you're not going to be able to get around it with most people into True. the next level of conversation. Um, now on to rape. Ugh. I'm disgusted by Steubenville. And more importantly, I'm so saddened by the entire response to rape in our society. The instant, what was she wearing? You got to protect yourself. Or why was she out that late? And where were her friends? Response instantly shifts focus in the wrong direction. You should be able to walk around buck naked and get hammered drunk in the alley by yourself at 4 a.m. and not get raped. I'm sick of the qualifiers put on rape. Here's all that should matter. Did she want that penis in her? No? Okay. Then she shouldn't have had it in her. Go to jail. Go directly to jail. Not raping, sadly, is something that needs to be taught. We had life skill classes at UNC where they talked to the football team about rape. The biggest things reiterated to us were no means no, and if it's gray, walk away. Ain't that the truth? That's the that to me. That's the message here, and I, I don't know if it's just because people just assume everybody understands that rape is wrong and that um, that everybody understands what a rape is, but. It, it start talking about it, man. You'll find people are being like, well, she was drunk and I was drunk. I mean, I don't really see how that's a rape. And it's like, well, she was drunk and sh- she couldn't really consent. So she couldn't really say no. She could. That's not a situation where I, you wouldn't want to sign a contract that way. You wouldn't want to, you know, truth. you wouldn't do business that way. Why the fuck would you put your dick in somebody that way? Especially when the consequences could be you being in prison. You know, I, I, it's too many stories where it's just people go out and get fucked up or whatever. And then it's just like, yeah, man. And uh, now she's talking about I raped her. It's like, what do you mean talking about? You know, if you can't, I, I blacked out. I don't even remember. She was blacked out. It's like, well, fuck no, then, you know, uh, anyway, as in, if there's uncertainty or hesitation, she's too drunk, any gray area, then don't do it. The classes were meant to keep us out of bad situations. But my take was, do people really need to be taught this stuff? Um, apparently so. Yes, they do. With all the women out there who like sex, the idea that you have to take it, rob someone of their dignity and control over their own bodies, just gross. I love women. More importantly, I actually like women and not in a, oh, she's super hot type of way. Um, this sort of stuff just makes me really sad. Ugh, that's frustrating. Need, I need a hundred black coffins for a hundred bad men. Uh, thanks for all you guys do. I love the show. I'll be in touch soon now that my schedule's calmed down. Y'all take it easy. Cool. Yeah. You gotta get them back on. Yeah. I know it's hard to get them during football season. It is. Yeah. You gotta get, definitely get Mike in the building. Um, regarding 405 Gross and Balls, this is from a man, uh, Dark Kent. 
sup rod and karen just wanted to give y'all a shout just heard about the accident karen had last week i'm one of those dudes that's on twitter but not really on twitter uh happy to hear karen got through uh, that alive and well i don't know y'all personally but i get the sense that you're good people definitely one of those life events to make you appreciate what you got and hold your loved ones closer anyway i'm gonna keep it short this time y'all keep doing your thing thanks for the show and thanks for reading my ratchet ass emails lol tbgwt nation hold it down y'all and the last email is from Jayful, and he said, Stupidville rape case. What up, Rod and Karen? I just wanted to weigh in on the Stupidville rape case. Uh, there are a few things about the case that stand out to me. Let me first say that I am in no way absolving these kids of their actions, but I do think that as teens, most only view rape as the forcible jump out of the bushes on a stranger rape. That's true, too. Um, which, like I said, uh, is not necessarily a matter of their mental development. Like, I understand that to some extent these motherfuckers are just some dumbass kids who got caught up in peer pressure and mm-hmm. and stupidity and it could happen to a lot of kids at that age because you're not fully developed, you're not socially aware, you don't necessarily have the most moral uh understanding of life and mm-hmm. respect and I get it. I just want them to die. That's all. You know, it's very simple. I understand the ramifications. I just would like them to die. That's all. Um, I think the way to approach this <laughs> rape culture is education earlier in life. You know, um, I didn't think about this before, but I bet a lot of this does stem from the fact that a lot of parents and people in general will not talk about sex at all. At all. So you know they're not talking about rape other than it's to threaten some girl from going out and living life. Don't you go out to that party, you get raped. Right. Like, yeah. I doubt that there's any, like, actual discussion of... And, you know, the gray, quote unquote, of situations and sex. And when it comes to sex and sexuality, even when it's discussed, it's not even talked. To, most people, most parents don't even talk to boys and girls evenly about sex. Most of the time, you, the dudes are taught, you know, put a rapper on. I mean, uh, rap, uh, put a condom on, you know, go out there and fuck them bitches and he get patted on the ass. Most girls is close your legs, be a lady, be ladylike. You know, and shit like that. And nobody really is sad. Don't talk to either party about rape or being rape. Or if you do, you never really talk to the dudes about rape. You really just talk to the girls about don't be raped. Right. That's it. And then, like I said, they're not going to like even. And the other thing is, if, even if you talk to a, a boy, a young kid about this and you go, don't rape anybody. You have to be you actually I know it's uncomfortable. Specific. I know it's uncomfortable. I know your parents and you don't feel it's like sex is already uncomfortable talk. I think you have to be like, listen, we're going to talk about the exact situations that that are gray areas and why you do not fucking do this. Because I'm not going to have any fucking sympathy for you if you come in here and someone's accusing you of rape and you have done these things I fucking told you not to. Ain't that the truth? You know, like I don't have sympathy for the gray area of fucking. Like it's just not that goddamn important that you need to risk fucking going to prison. And my thing is that that that, that, that sex, you could have went home and jacked off and got somebody else the next day. It's, but like this, it's too many people that will fuck you for free, consensual, for free. And there's no question that they want to fuck. Why would you get some, yeah, maybe, kind of, sort of, I don't know? Yeah, get a prostitute if you got to, but don't fucking, you're going to risk prison for the rest of your, it's just that, stupid. For the rest of your life. Come on, when you say your dick is not your friend, that is the truth. Sometimes you got to look that motherfucker in his one eye and say, look here, nigga, we going to go home, jack off to some women that fuck, that get paid to fuck, so I can be free, and you can be free. 
I think the way to approach this rape culture thing is education earlier in life. I know when I got to college, there were plenty of alcohol and sex education events that we learned that if someone is too drunk to consent, it's rape. I may be reaching, but I'm sure they don't have that kind of education in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Yeah, we didn't have that class at Fayetteville State. They were just like, it's a dry campus. Like, that means it can't happen. Again, what 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 those kids did to that young lady is dead ass wrong. They should be punished. I agree with you, Rod, that the adults who allowed it to happen should be arrested and charged. And if they can't get the charges to stick, they should at minimum be fired and shamed to try to cover up uh, for trying to cover up the rape. It's sickening how our society gets puts the onus on avoiding rape on women. They can't rape themselves. If we want to change the rape culture in our society, we have to educate young men. I really wonder if the young men in Steubenville knew that a woman being too drunk is rape yeah like that's another thing even when the guy's describing it in the tape that i saw it's not he's i don't even think he used the word rape like someone else brought up like uh you know that's a rape right and even they will continue to joke on like no no i just fucked her when she was laying she was dead she was she just was passed out you dead in the door now she's dead like all these jokes but I don't even think they were really recognizing how fucking wrong that was. Yes, and the sad part is that a lot of people in society, even parents, have been through this, men and women. Like, there's a lot of dudes out there that have fucked people like this, a lot of women that's been fucked like this before. Uh, And a lot of people just think, well, it's par for the course, and that's just you know that's just what young people do but it's not so it was wrong then and it's still wrong now um so yeah uh regardless of whether they did or not what they did was wrong when you watch the video of the teens talking about the incident only one kid seems to understand what was happening was wrong personally i feel like you should have a moral compass that tells you that having sex with an unconscious woman is wrong Mm -hmm. but i really but it really seemed that those kids didn't have that. There might be otherwise reasonable people, but that frat boy culture and group think shit is awful. I've overheard white boys in a circle talking about party girls. And when you listen to them, they're really talking about what they're really talking about is rape. Yeah, bro. She was so blacked out and she fucked me and my bro. I really wonder if that dirtbag ass dude really knows what that he's celebrating is rape. What people, uh, that's probably the most disturbing thing about rape culture to me. So many people are just flat out unaware that rape is more than clubbing a stranger over the head and fucking her. Mm-hmm. I think I'm starting to ramble, so I'll end the email. Thanks for discussing J. Fool, aka Benjamin Nigga Yahoo. Yeah, you know, and sometimes people treat rape like they like like they teach their child about say no to strangers. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where ooh, don't go outside. You know, you, you know the man in the white van gonna jump out and bush you upside the head, not thinking that. When it comes to that, most people are not attacked or, or abused in those type of manners. So all those gray areas you never talk about, and then it happens to your child, and they don't know how to respond because they've never been taught that this shit, uh, you just don't do this. All right, man. So, look, that is the show for feedback. Thanks for everybody that did feedback. If you don't really want to hear about the rest of this shit, uh, you can stop this right now. Um, yes, you can if you choose to. And move to something else because I want to talk about the teen blackness takeover shit that happened at Twib and all the shit that I know about it um, and give my opinion on it because um, I think the shit was out of control and ridiculous and um, I, I think it should be talked about to some extent. Um, now, uh, for a lot of this stuff... <laughs> 
it, 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 you know, for a community that that's really talking about openness and all this shit, a lot of these people went back, deleted tweets, deleted they they closed their 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 document that was open to everybody, and they told lies on Twitter and shit like that, um, because they're some fucking cowards and they're not really uh, about that life. So, you know, um, so for 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 those that are like, uh, you know, I can't find some of this stuff. There's a reason you can't find it, and it's because. They don't want it to be found, and that's because uh, they're really cowards uh, behind a lot of this shit. Um, I'll just start with what I do know. Um, I listen to Blacking It Up pretty much every single day. Yes, um, sir. Every day they have a show, I listen. Uh, I'm a fan of the show. Um, I think much like every other podcast I listen to, uh, is is it, it, there's some flaws in it. There's, nobody's perfect. If you listen to our show, I, sometimes I have a hard time listening to our show because I think there's it's flawed, and I think there's things I could have said, didn't say, things yeah, I messed up. On. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I I'm not trying to I'm not gonna make the argument that this show is so perfect and no one can have any problems with it. That's not the question. That's really not the, the issue. issue. Nope. Um. But uh, I listened to the show. I've always found it to be a show that had the best interest of humanity in mind, let alone just people in general. Um, I've always found that uh, Elon was a good dude with his heart in the right place. Yes. Um, uh, same thing for, uh, you know, Eldroy, Bossy, uh, everybody affiliated with it pretty Aaron. much. Yeah. But as a lot of people know, I really don't fuck with their audience and I never really have. Um, a long time ago, uh, Elon brought an idea to me about, you know, being, uh, creating kind of a blackness podcast and radio station. And I remember the first thing I said to him was, uh, I don't know if I want to do that because I don't know that your audience is ready for us. And he's like, well, I assure you that, you know, you don't have anything to worry about, you know, my audience, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Not me worried. I worry for you because I think your audience is kind of uptight and sensitive to, to some extent. A lot of the vocal people are. And I just didn't want to add to any more grief that you're going to have to deal with where it's like he put these motherfuckers on and not my show and not this show and not this politically correct show that no one listens to and that we barely do. And we're not we don't have an organized schedule and all this shit like not. He didn't do that for me. And I was like, I think it's going to cause problems. And I think. It, for the most part, it kind of did. It, it didn't help. It exacerbated a lot of this shit. But um, so, uh, but yeah. So and I've you know I've been a person that I don't go in a chat room uh, often, even though I listen live. Even when I had the ability to go in, there's been times where I was just like, I'm not fucking going in there. And this is a show that I support. I do too. Uh, I love them. I, I yes, call sir. like any opportunity that I get where I have an ability to call in. And add to the show, whether it's just through a couple minutes of jokes or, uh, whatever. Yeah, we um, love this show. I will, I will call in because I feel like it's a way to show support. It's the same yes. idea that I had with the Morning Jones and the Evening Jones, where it's like, when I have the time to show some support and some love, it's not about me. It's just about them. And, yes. and, and I'm a fan and it's so fucking cool to interact with people that you're a fan of. Really, that's all it is. Like, uh, you know, I, when I talk to Bo, uh, I'd say at this point we're friends. I mean, we talk offline and all this shit that, you know, on the phone and stuff all the time, but, or, or, you know, sometimes, but it's just, you know, I still, when I call into the evening Jones, it's not, it's Rod, the black guy on tips, Rodimus Prime on Twitter. It's really just, hey, y'all are doing something so fucking cool. I just want to be a part, part of it. Yes. 
um so that's the idea that i have that's why we talked on the show a lot about being a fan and how we don't want certain type of fans i don't want you if if your first thought about me is hey man listen to my podcast because i listen to your show fuck you i don't want you around like that's a fucking selfish ass idea like i would just the same way that i don't expect or or care about uh anyone i'm a fan of listening to the black guy tips follow me on twitter it's cool as shit when it happens yes but, but i don't require it right and it's because it's genuine that it's cool so it's like if both follow me on back on twitter it's like oh that's fucking cool i'm a fan of him and there's a mutual like there that he would want to see whatever the fuck bullshit i'm talking about um but if he wouldn't have i wouldn't be like fuck this nigga man i don't like his show i ain't following him back you know um elon followed me back on twitter like uh i don't know last year maybe sometime but i've been fucking with this show for years i yep. like i never was like hey man you ain't gonna follow me back on twitter hey man you ain't gonna come on my show hey man you it doesn't fucking matter yeah. it really doesn't matter Mm-mm. i just like what they do me too you know same thing for Eljoy joy i just like what they do and that's all that matters to me um so and and I want to establish that up front because I feel like that mentality is what keeps me from being a little jealous ass petty weak minded motherfucker that's trying to control somebody else's product. Ain't that the truth? Because I'm actually a fan, and if I cease to be a fan, I will just cease to exist in your world. I just roll out. I won't be as involved. That's how it works. I don't, you know, this is an at will thing. Mm-hmm. You're not forcing me to do shit. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, if if I feel like oh this show's off the rails now, it's not even good. Bye. You know what I mean? Rather than uh, I'm gonna make them change the show, like uh, bah, I can. I this is a this is the 2013 now. You have everyone listening to this has the ability to create their own thing. Yes, they do. So if you have a problem with the blackout tips and you feel like you can do this better than us, and you feel like you can, and more people will like it, and it'll be a more quality and all this shit, go do that. By all means, you have the freedom to do it. And the everything else will prove you right. People will come listen. More people will listen to your show. More people will critically acclaim that shit. You'll have more reviews. You'll have more everything. You'll work harder than us because you'll be better than us. Go do it. Mm-hmm. But personally, if it ain't me, I'm not doing the shit. So if you have an issue where it's like, Rod, y'all need to do this thing. Karen, you need to do this thing. If it ain't some shit that we want to do, it's not getting done because it's our shit. Ain't that the truth? You know, that's the thing that has to be understood. It's our shit. So we've established all that. Um, so, you know, um, they had some, some topics on the show that were controversial. Um, there's things that they talk about that, um, part of it is controversial because they're not talking about, no one else is talking about it. And part of it's controversial because they will talk about things and in detail and really explore the nuances of it, uh, which I like because too. these are good conversations. Yes, they are. And they're conversations that need to be had. Yeah. And we talk all the time about bubbles, right? We talk about the people always talk about the Republican conservative bubble, but I talk about, that you can be in a liberal bubble too. You yes, can you exist can. where your facts are this and your conversations are that and anything outside of that is wrong and needs to be shut down and there's no, you can't even discuss it. Um, and, uh, that, and that, and that happens a lot over there too, which is another reason I can't mess with some of the people in their audience, man. Like you can't have a conversation. You can't. It's impossible because they can only have the conversation their way or not at all. And it's like, well, once you go that far, I'm out. 
I I I like to have. It's the same reason I would want to hear what Quentin Tarantino thinks about uh, Django and slavery and using it where as much as I want to hear what Spike Lee has to say about it. To be quite True. honest, um, and they, these people would live in a world where only one of those people get to have an opinion, right? So, um, and if not, then fuck them, right? Um, so so there's that thing to it. I think also there's a pettiness and a spitefulness to the audience sometimes, and um, you know maybe they pick that up from the show because the show is kind of like inclusion by ridicule and also ridicule just straight up by ridicule so like sometimes they don't like some shit and they just go ham on jokes and roasting a motherfucker and you know uh and, and the thing about elon that i like is that he uh, a lot of times will rein in his own ridicule yes so it'll be like well fuck this dude because this well i really can't say that because he might do this thing and that thing it's like <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes it fun right even in his ridicule he's very nuanced and reasonable but but whatever um so uh they had a couple incidents on the show there was uh um they had a they covered a psychology today article and uh bossy who was one of the co-hosts at the time you know she was just kind of overwhelmed by the entire fucking thing because it's a fucked up article and uh she was crying at the time on the air and i think a lot of times people everybody says men people do not know how to handle a woman crying in our society no they don't and there's really no right or wrong answer it's pretty much fucking impossible you can't fix them right there they need to they're expressing their emotions and there's really nothing you can do about it and the fact that it's live air Mm, you're kind of in a bad situation however you handle it someone in that situation is not gonna like how you handle it and unless they are willing to be like look this is the way to handle me and this is how i agree and think it's okay even that person might not feel comforted in that moment it's just it's almost goddamn impossible guys if karen start calling on the air this moment i don't know what the fuck that's gonna end up looking like me either you know I, what am i supposed to make a joke right there am i supposed to uh stop the show comfort her am i supposed to be like you strong get over it, it there's no right answer someone is, is going to get pissed so that was one situation where uh they handled it by basically being like i believe she was she was not in the physical studio that day but they kind of had to handle it like you know i don't know what to do what to say um they open up the phone lines for callers to call in and uh offer their advice and a lot of dudes called in on some like well you got to be a strong black sister and not let this get to you and um you know bossy was and i think bossy made a very valid point which is i get tired of being the strong when it's always supposed to ignore this shit and i agree like well yeah why why the fuck are we always on some sister you got to be above this shit it's like uh no this is fucked up and it's making me sad so hard to be above that you know <laughs> how about you get on your fucking uh be strong shit and help me and and defend me against this tirade and and help me out and i agree you, you know that's what an, sometimes that's what an advocate is people that attack when you can't uh which is what we're gonna do today um so that was one situation there was another situation where elon was on a train car or it was a quiet car and a train or something like that and he had like his headphones on so he wasn't really paying attention but he heard kind of a commotion some white dude like huffed out or whatever the fuck and come to find out this black girl was on her phone in the quiet car and some white dude got all in the dander about the shit and like called her either a bitch or the n-word whichever one you pick which one is the most offensive to you and then she uh he the guy the white dude runs out in the huff 
and and leaves and then elon kind of peeks over like hey what was that about and um they're like oh that that white dude called me the n-word or called me a bitch and it, the elon's kind of like huh well that's fucked up he's gone really ain't shit i can do about it at this point so he just went back to whatever he was doing the audience lost their entire fucking mind like why didn't you do this why didn't you do that and I'm sure there's probably 10 things that they could think of that he should have done. But as a realist, what the fuck was he supposed to do? Ain't that the truth? As a fucking realist. Like, you know, they, they don't want to bring up the situation where he walked up to some dude who was getting rough or handsy with some chick on the, on the street and confronted him. And it's just Elon and a crew of women. But he's confronting this dude and telling like, hey, get your hands off of her or whatever the fuck. Like, what's going on? And almost got an altercation. I believe the police got involved in all this shit. But it's like, apparently that doesn't count, right? Because personally, in real life, I wouldn't have done that shit. And most of y'all wouldn't either. Uh, yeah, everybody big and bad on the internet. Yeah, I'm not getting stabbed over some chick I don't know or some dude. Or that might be her man and she's okay with it. Because I believe at some point she flipped on Elon too. So it's like... You know, that's one of those situations where I just see it and act like I ain't see it. And you call me ain't shit, whatever. But so is the majority of the world going to walk right by that shit like it ain't fucking happened. So uh, that was another situation. They got mad, the quiet car shit. Um, and then there was a situation where uh, this woman wrote an article about Melissa Harris Perry. Uh, uh, Melissa Harris Perry had basically asserted that, you know, liberals can be racist, too, which I, I agree. They can be. Mm-hmm quite often um yes, they are yes in their own condescending way and that racism yes. was affecting the votes for obama and all this stuff and um this woman wrote in that oh no uh white woman i think her name's john walsh or something but anyway that melissa perry is, is gravely mistaken or whatever and that's my friend and my friend i have to tell you this and um then the next <laughs> the next day they had melissa Harris perry on but that episode didn't get posted uh, to their iTunes feed, so there's a lot yeah, of people that the whole show. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people aren't even aware that she came on and said whatever happened. So maybe mm-hmm. they just didn't see the rebuttal. But Melissa Harris Perry basically said, "No, me and that that woman ain't friends like that." So, um, and then Elon dropped it, basically like, "Okay, well, she shouldn't have said that shit." The end. Um, and uh, so there were people mad about you know that thing, and then there's another time where Elon, uh. You know, after I guess offending some black women uh, with 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 uh, one of his statements, he wanted to call and get a feminist uh, on the show to you know to discuss the you know if he had offended these women and how that could you know you know kind of give their point of view or you know if if he had fucked up or not. You know, a lot of the show from conception has been about Elon and Elon's struggle to be understood in my opinion um so he has this woman on only problem is it's a white woman and he's talking to her about black women being offended about something so a lot of black women were upset about that you know fuck him blah 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 although to be honest when you're live on the radio and you realize you need someone that is a feminist to come in and talk about a subject because you don't feel comfortable just talking about it yourself and people are all constantly in the chat room telling you you're wrong about shit, you can't just pick up the phone and magically dial anybody on a minute's notice and get them to hop on. So he went through his Rolodex till he found somebody that could hop on and that was the person who gave a comment and motherfuckers didn't like it because, to be quite honest, they don't ever like any opinion when it's not the one that they have in the chat room. That's pretty much... 
point blank how they roll. I've been in the chat room enough to know that where if someone does not have an opinion that they support, they're like, fuck this noise. Fuck this motherfucker. Blah, blah, blah. It can be quite fucking, uh, a lot of vitriol in there. So that was the other situation, right? So enough of this shit happens that, um, and Elon, those guys are constantly asking for feedback and criticism and stuff like that, which I think is a mistake, by the way. Um, I would not ask that audience for any fucking feedback, period. Um, if you can't say something nice, don't say shit to me because their feedback is unrealistic and petty, uh, at best. Um, so, uh, they asked for feedback and, uh, a group of people that have been offended uh, enough times in the chat room, they draft a letter, an eight page letter. Um, full of things that are wrong with the show, you know, nothing positive about the show, nothing, uh, constructive about it. The, uh, tone of it was, uh, very mean and belittling. Um, it was a document that was public. I know because I've read it by clicking on it and I was not in that group. Um, and, uh, they have since taken it down. Uh, they lied on, on Twitter and said that it was never public, which is, uh, uh just a flat fucking falsity. Um, uh, it was public. Anyone could have read it. Uh, but when, whenever I put the link out, they say, Oh no, it's not public. Then they deleted it. And, uh, and I, and I don't have access to it anymore. So I know it got deleted. It's not that it's not public. It's if I lost my access, they deleted it and it was public. Um, um, and we'll go into some, some of their comments word by word in a second. And you guys can hear for yourself exactly where it was obviously public because they were saying anyone can go read it. Okay. So they took it down and said, well, we didn't want it to be an attack on the show. Be perceived as an attack. That's why it's not public. But then you delete it, you know, like, and, and it was public for a while. So, and if it's so constructive, why would anyone consider an attack then? Wouldn't anyone reading it just understand that you guys aren't attacking them? So, you know, that was that part. So all this shit with the letter started in like last July or June or something, which, you know, is a the, like we're like, isn't it January 2013? Yes. Niggas is still mad. And they're going to try to act like, why are you still talking about it? First of all, I haven't talked about it until the last week. So what the fuck you mean still? Y'all kept this shit going. And the reason that it got brought back up is because I follow um, people that were retweeting their, their shit all into my timeline. Um, and uh, it was uh, they started a hashtag. And the hashtag was soft C S O F T C. Um, you can still find the hashtag on it, I believe, uh, because um, I, th- I don't think Twitter deletes any of these hashtags and shit. Mm-hmm. So you can like go and find them and stuff, except for some of them did delete their tweets on it. But um, the, 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 the soft C stands for uh, shout out from the chat room. And the reason that that's significant is because typically uh, whenever someone calls the podcast, Elon and those guys would have them as like kind of a token of appreciation to the fans say shout out to the chat room mm-hmm. and a lot of times they'd be callers from the chat room yeah, and, and the thing too about this is that most of the people over there are not like this, this is like a small group of people right that, that are in this group most of the fans are fine they're cool they come in there they have a good time they do their thing um and and i think that's the thing that's uh i, I guess from my perspective just very uh frustrating because a lot of times when people get together in a group they think their numbers are literally larger than the reality of it it's thousands of thousands of fans that they have that love them for just being them 
Yeah, it's a very vocal minority, and they're very close knit as far as when they shade people, they you know they start they do these little hashtags and subliminal shit to each other behind the scenes, and they they it makes them feel like a bigger, stronger group than they are. But the second that anyone really flashes a light on them, they scatter like fucking cowards and roaches. So you know, um, and that's what happened. So um, I see this hashtag soft C, and this is after. Other hashtags they had where they were like spelling Elon's name backwards or trying to come up with other acronyms and shit. So they've been doing this for a long time and it was over the past couple of weeks. I observed, I just didn't say shit. I just watched it and I was like, wow, these motherfuckers are crazy. Now, considering um, the letter which they took down, which I'll tell you is mostly them saying the show's not PC enough, it's not getting enough women's uh opinion in it, it's not getting enough uh opinion from the chat room. Elon's not shouting out them enough, he's not retweeting their various podcasts and shows enough, um, which in my opinion is the real issue here. Like everything else they said to me is pretty much bullshit. Just a way to attack the show because if he would have just been retweeting them uh with his ten thousand followers, they would have been absolutely fine. To be honest, they really care more about them, themselves than the show. Um, and they probably always have. And one of the things they're mad about is that Elon sort of promised that it would be a community and a shared like vision. But the show got big fast. And I think that fucked everything up because it's like when you're busy and you're constantly working and shit is fast and, you know, Elon is kind of on that, you know, ADD thing where he's working on this thing extremely hard one day, working on this next thing hard one day. Um, I think instead they lost the fact that they need to work hard themselves to promote their own shit. Like there's never been a day that I said, walked in the room and said to Karen about our podcast. Did you know so-and-so was going to do something, something for us ever? It's us. And that's it. That's all you have. Period. And, and, and the thing about it. And sometimes uh, when you have people like this, they fail to realize that, Elon, Eljoy, Aaron, and anybody associated with the show gave you a platform to even meet the people that you're off complaining about. Yeah, and that's if, you know, honestly, that's if that's how it happened. Maybe these people had their community before blacking it up. I don't know that. You know, honestly, I don't know. I just don't think it matters, honestly. No, it don't. It doesn't matter. You guys just don't have to support. You don't have to turn it into hate. But whatever, you know, he didn't give them enough shout-outs and attention and shit like that. He didn't make them special commentators on all the subjects and call them and make them the go-to guys. It didn't become our show. It stayed his show, as I would assume. I don't even know why someone would believe opposite of that i don't give a fuck what anyone said i don't believe their show is going to become a platform for me it's just not fucking how things work but okay i think that was an uh, issue where they really took uh exception to it was like this didn't become the community platform you know and i'll read their comments in a minute it's gonna be word for word no you know just you guys can figure out if it's uh insulting or not to elon all right um and also, it's funny because they say they were criticizing the show. It pretty much was solely criticizing Elon. You know, you're not letting Eldred talk enough. You're making her, you know, the everyone's talking too long. You need to have someone to monitor how much time people are talking. Like, you can just hire a fucking person in this podcast that's not making money for me, really. I'm supposed to just hire somebody that, that monitors time and shit. What do I, I, I'm going to have a manager. I'm going to have a producer now. I don't, uh, you understand I'm producing this shit on the fly as myself. You realize that when I had to call an expert in, I'm calling them behind the scenes. I'm G chatting them. Can I get you on the show right now? That's that's how shit works when you're not part of 
uh msnbc or some shit i said that ain't that the truth you know there's no intern i can point to and say can you call this person so you know whatever Uh, a lot of it too was people were doing work for the show and they weren't really doing out the goodness of their heart and maybe that's because uh the way it was pitched to them i believe was more like it'll help both of us whereas you know if i was elon i would told him this shit just to help me and if you don't get nothing out of it too bad because and and because fuck you basically because you're not gonna turn around later and be like but you said nah fuck you like you can help me to help the show because you say you love the show or you cannot help me because fuck the show you don't have to be here either way i want you to understand if you're coming in the room expecting some shit fuck you that's how i would treat it but you know elon's a nicer guy to me so so he tried to he tried to help benefit people and shit um which I would not have done. So, um, so, so I check out this hashtag and whatever, and I'll read some of the tweets from you because, um, you know, a lot of these 10, 12 people that are treating this hashtag, you know, they went over the lines that they claim Elon's supposed to observe. So, you know, and I've read tweets about and around this topic where people responded to him. I did my research. You know, there's people that were talking about uh, him having one eye, uh, you know, retweeting that shit like his ego is as fragile as his glass eye and shit yeah, like that. He got shot in the eye when he was a child. Right. But Come but on. that's cool to bring up. Right. Where, but you want him to be sensitive to whatever the fuck random ass issue that you have today. But it doesn't work both ways. Right. So, OK, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, so let me just read some. Um uh this one chick sylphane she was saying that you know she's not talking shit but she was like yeah this hashtag uh is is out here and someone's like what's it about she's like i'll dm you who you're talking about and a lot of people did that because they know that they're wrong that's why you do that if you were talking shit about glenn beck you don't need to dm nobody about glenn you just fucking talk about him right um and then uh, everybody kept talking about the whole fucking uh you know, oh, you know, it's it, uh, it's an epic dragon. All four of us, all five of us, we epically dragging this nigga. Um, you know, people that be in the chat room every day, but somehow they dragging him. Um, Neil Carter, I thought was especially ridiculous. Um, he kept saying shit about, um, he talked shit about Eljoy, which I thought was ridiculous. Like he's talked about her credentials as a. Uh, as a uh, campaign, uh, someone who helps people out on campaigns and stuff, saying, like, she's not officially part of this organization. Now I am. That's how I know, you know. And then he talked about saying she didn't pay a bill. Later on, she posted, like, a, a copy of the actual cash check. Like, uh, this is the bill that I paid way back then, back back last year when the shit was taken care of. Um, and, of course, he had nothing to say. Everybody shut the fuck up then. Um, they also talked shit and said, well, she didn't graduate from college. Well, she's not. She said on the show many times, like, this is the situation with me and college. And I basically did this and that and the other. I got this education. But, you know, I did not get my degree. And but she makes that public. She, yes. Right. It's not a fucking secret. But you're talking shit about her. You know, meanwhile, behind the scenes, trying to be nice to her and all this shit. But, you know, on Twitter to impress these fucking six or seven chicks that aren't going to give you no pussy, Neil Carter. None. So you might as well stop trying to impress these women. But you're, you're sitting up here shading somebody that you pretend to be cool with at the same time, trying to play both sides of the fence. And that shit is disgusting. The both sides of the fence playing shit was so disgusting from people involved in this situation. Like, uh, especially the fact that 
These women claim that Elon's not sensitive enough to women's issues, sat up there and let Eldroy get slandered, and nobody said a fucking word. Every last one of you that claim, well, he doesn't talk about black women issues. He doesn't support black women. He's always tearing sisters down. It's cool when you tearing down Eldroy, though, right? She not black enough for y'all? Is that what it is? She not sister enough for y'all? Like, what is it that you can do that shit to them? But, okay, I, but I digress, right? Anyway, uh, apparently the GLP black chip posted a, chick, a picture of some chicken. They were joking on her, and then they started doing the Elon needs to get with her type things. Because, you know, he might as well be Republican now. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, someone said nobody has said this, but are we going to set up Elon basically with GOP black chick? They both are Republican, right? So now because he didn't agree with a few things you said, he might as well be Republican. Y'all are worse than Fox News. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, y'all spend shit worse than, than Fox News, man. Um, uh, another person annoyed, uh, oh wait, Annie on kick G kitty or some shit like that. Some, some whack motherfucker with like five followers said that, uh, um, um, that Elon is Muppet Dave Chappelle, which I thought was hilarious. So I thought that was really funny. Ah! Um, and so what happened is, uh, you know, and they went in on the, you know, they, they talked about his wife, him marrying a white woman as some sort of detraction from any idea that he could possibly Man, support black Mary. culture. Yeah. Um, they also talked about, uh, you know, they also said, uh, I think blur bat was the one who was trying to imply like, well, maybe he was cheating on his wife or some shit at some point. Like, I'm not going to talk about what I saw, but they niggas was leaving the, the bar together or some shit. It's like, okay. And she scattered the first as soon as people brought this shit up. Um, even though obviously she's the one who drops the most venom on everybody. She just dipped. Like, as soon as Chris came in and Brandon came in, she dipped. So why did Chris and Brandon get involved? Here's why. Um, I told Chris to look at the hashtag um, uh, one day. We were either on Xbox or something. We were talking somehow. I was like, dude, do you see this shit? So Chris goes and checks out the hashtag, and he's like, what's the deal with this? I was like, I'll tell you later on, man. It's, you know, I'm at work. I don't have time to get into it, but it's too long a story. So I get on uh, Xbox with Chris. Uh, eventually, Brandon from Where's My Forty Acres joins in, and we're playing the game. But I'm like, "Oh yeah, let me let me tell you about what happened," you know. And um, I basically read the letter that they wrote to Elon, which is an entitled uh, piece of just yellow ridiculousness. And um, then after I read that letter, I read the thread. Where Elon tried to address them and say, I read your letter, and here's what I think about it. And people went ape shit on him. Yeah, it seems to be very, very reasonable. Like, literally, he was concerned. And right. I think you kind of, he's coming at you from, from a very reasonable place, wanting to address your issues, wanting to talk about it, wanting to be very open. And it was like, we don't want to hear anything you have to say. Now, I've known about this shit since like july or something i have not said anything because elon is it was like i just want to you know handle this in a more of a um diplomatic, diplomatic way. way and me i'm like burn 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 these motherfuckers would not do this to me um i would fucking destroy them but you know elon's in a situation where i understand this is living he has a lot of shit to do uh you know, in this community at that, you know, uh, and then, and then honestly, he's just can't be concerned. He's 
actually too busy and too successful I, I, to true. really be concerned with this ridiculousness. But, uh, uh, you know, so many people were involved in this shit that, you know, he had, um, that, that he just kind of was like, let me just focus on positive shit and not worry about these people. And, um, instead of them being like, okay, he's not responding because we're wrong or because we sent him a bunch of shit that he really can't change or do anything about. Um, they decided that he was ignoring them and that they were even more offended that he was ignoring them. Okay. So he had a conversation. I'll just read this letter. I'll just read what he said to the audience. Okay. Recently, or not so much so, a letter from a segment of Twib United and Team Blackness was sent, uh, was sent to Team Blackness. That's Eljoy, Elon, those, you know, Bassey, all those people. The letter was read, discussed, read again, discussed again, then discussed again. Uh, Eljoy wanted to respond to the letter, but under my instructions, she did not. And that's significant. Remember that for later, guys. My initial plan was to not acknowledge the letter. I thought that actively addressing the letter would be more problematic than simply letting it go. But after speaking to the letter signer, Sharif Jackson, uh, I persuaded to address the letter. I was persuaded to address the letter and let you all in on what happened. Um, cause yeah, Sharif, I guess had issues with the show too and signed the letter and, you know, put it out there for him, you know, to deal with. Um, and, uh, apparently they're cool behind the scenes. Sharif actually went to, uh, Elon's wedding. He yes, was invited he to go and shit. So, um, I guess he somehow got involved in this shit, uh, on the side against the show. Um, yes, I did receive the letter. Yes, I read the letter. No, I did not agree with the majority of statements made or conclusions that were drawn, but because I'm often terrified that I'm being an asshole, not funny asshole, lovable dick, but an actual asshole, I decided my opinion of the letter was null and void. <laughs> which is such an Elon fucking thing to do. Um, crazy. I would never do that. Um, <laughs> you talk shit about me, but, uh, you know, maybe I'm too close to the situation. No, no fuck you. Um, uh, my opinion on a letter, which seemed directly critiquing me might not be the clearest through the thought on the matter. And it really, it pretty much was directly critiquing Elon. Like they really didn't have shit to say for anybody else. Uh, hence I reached out to my round table, which you've heard on the radio show as my go F yourself circle. And I laid it down to them. My round table is diverse, but funny enough includes no dudes, which I think is weird. Elon, you gotta get you some dude friends just for the sense of equality. Okay. You're always talking about equality. You don't know no niggas. Does Aaron not count in the round table? I hope Aaron does count. Come on. He's a dude. Anyway, I don't know why, but I seek the counsel of women and trust them more than my male friends. And yes, my mentor, Liz Winstead, is in the round table. Uh, Sharif specifically asked about talking to her for a week and a half. Yes, I was discussed. I was discussed and it was discussed ad nauseum for a week and a half because, well, I obsess over everything. And after that time, I was finally able to look and speak to the letter with any sort of clarity. Um, and yeah, he talked to me and Karen about it when they came to the uh, DNC, like we read the entire letter and was like, wow, this is kind of fucking ridiculous. But, you know, whatever. And and the thing is, it was funny because Karen and I were getting mad and he was just calm, completely calm. Like, oh, I was hot. Yeah, I was, like, I was livid. It's like the nerve of these motherfuckers. But OK, I didn't respond directly because in all honesty, there didn't seem to be a clear solution. Uh, yeah, there's some stuff in the letter that contradicts itself. Like, especially the, they had a section just for 
people to have their own commentary as a fan. Like, this is my issue with the show. Sign so-and-so. This is my issue. And some of those things will be like, uh, the show it used to be fun and just about what Elon was doing in his day and how the team blackness was living in Brooklyn. And then someone else would be like, uh, the show has become too Brooklyn-centric and what, and Elon, and just about Elon's life and day-to-day activities. It's like, well, you do realize both of these are in the same letter. What's the solution to that? Right. Okay. And no one's writing y'all shows and shit. Everyone in this shit just just about had a show or website where they were trying to promote some shit, too. No one's writing y'all shows about this. Why? Because y'all show ain't that successful. And nobody gives a fuck. Not because y'all aren't offensive or whatever in your own way. No one wants to listen to that boring ass shit. So no one's going sit, to sit down and write a massive eight page letter with a whole an audience because uh, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um. <laughs> statements and issues were presented i disagree and my roundtable supported my thoughts and ideas on it to address each point to me would seem to rub salt in the proverbial wound i don't want to seem flip dismissive or seem as if i simply threw a middle finger up at the same time i didn't it didn't seem as if this was a dialogue and i read the letter y'all took it down and you know why because it wasn't a fucking dialogue and you know i would read the shit on the motherfucking air right now and that's why the shit's got deleted that's why Cause I will read every fucking line of that shit and then we'll see who thinks that's a motherfucking dialogue. I know the difference between a fucking scolding and a conversation and that shit wasn't no goddamn conversation. Uh, this seems like a trial judgment and execution of idea, hence my hesitation to respond. How does one respond when there seems to be one way and only, and one way only to fix the perceived problem? Right. Um, but as I said, after speaking with Sharif, I changed my mind. Sharif explained that he felt better that I, when I told him my process that I did read, discuss, and heavily weigh all points within it. I did not come to the same conclusions that those of you who signed it did, but I did take them all into consideration. I absorbed the critiques and weighed them against how we go about things in the future. In the end, I never wanted to lose audience members. That's a mistake, especially long-time audience members. But if I disagree, I would prefer not to lie, as, as at least one person suggested. That person probably being me. I told him just lie. I was like, just lie. <laughs> These niggas are never going to agree with you. Just lie and say, I, I, y'all right, I'm going to work on it and leave these, <laughs> these motherfuckers are angry and have nothing to do. Um, the, the, this whole process did teach me a valuable lesson. And because of that, I'd like to apologize, not for the critiques in the letter, but my delay and in initial plan of ignoring it. I should have explained my process. I should have alerted you sooner and uh, that I didn't wave it off. For that, I actively take responsibility and I hope that you'll understand my initial apprehension. Now, he apologizes this is going to be important too. He apologizes right there for even delaying and responding. You know, even though he's like, look, I can't do all these things you guys ask. I'll try to absorb and do some of the things, be more mindful of them, but I can't. But, you know, I am wrong and I'm sorry that I took so long to even address it. That's my fault. The one thing that this space and community should always be is honest. We're not going to always agree, but talking is important. Communication is key to being open. You are honest with me and deserve the same in return. I hope you'll consider continuing as members with our community and continue pointing out what you see as issues. We may not always agree on them, but I always take them into consideration. I genuinely don't know how not to. I assure you, even a single email critique of the show creates a conversation behind the scenes. I'll attempt to be better at relaying that aspect. And yeah, he talked to us about it. Nigga, we ain't shit. 
we didn't like he just was so obsessed with talking about this thing because it bothered him so for people that later on in this uh in this thread are going to say basically motherfucker you ain't uh you know you yo you ain't even care about us you ain't even thinking about us uh, you're gonna see right um i also find it funny that neil uh carter was one of the people that plus one elon's comment knowing how he flipped on him on 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 twitter behind the scenes using the hashtag right so first person responds so i have questions do you see the irony in instructing eljoy's silence when one of the qualms raised in the letters that you tend to talk over and silence your female co-host now remember when i told you to remember that he said that at the beginning he's not stopping eljoy from agreeing with these motherfuckers he's saying let's not respond to these people in any type of way because honestly the letter they wrote is extremely sexist and condescending towards the women members of twib and all the other shows pertaining to it because the idea here is somehow aaron who can handle the the uh the the jokes and 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 quote unquote scorn the which is always uh sarcastic and kind of a, a it's really a joke when he's like Aaron you're fired from ideas that's stupid and all this stuff apparently Aaron can handle it because he's a man but when he does that to the women co-hosts that's just him being sexist and shutting them down Fanon Bennett can apparently handle being talked to and joked about and scolded and scorned he can handle the ridicule because he's a man but apparently uh, Tatiana and Eljoy they can't handle it Bossy can't handle it because they're women they have vaginas and you know vaginas don't get sarcasm uh-huh, the fuck out of here they don't you didn't know yeah so that shit was really condescending like towards the women and i i don't know what eljoy would have said necessarily but i know it wouldn't have been some old y'all right i'm dumb as shit and i just need help why can't he be nice to me like we we met eljoy eljoy runs shit eljoy yeah. does what the fuck she wants to do when she wants to do she's it she's a beautiful person y'all yeah she's not fucking worried about this shit like that like oh elon shut me down i'm broken like eljoy will eljoy will straight up be like i ain't talking the rest of the show and these niggas just got to deal with it that's what eljoy does like she fucking runs shit so it was really it was embarrassing to the people that were trying to create issues out of non-issues and be like, this is, Eldroy feels this way. No, shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Um, so this Kennedy M person says, can't you see you told her to be quiet and that's one of the problems. Like, no, he told her not to cuss your punk ass out because y'all too bitch made and can't handle it. Um, also, what letter did you read? I was certain that Maria's letter was sent to you. And it's a link to the Google document, which I was able to click on and read, which if I click on right now, is deleted and gone. So, yeah. But it's not an attack. It's not an attack. No one could possibly see it as that. But uh please don't read it. No one see this. We're so proud of this thing we worked on for so long to get you to respond to, uh, sit to you eight times. But uh don't read it. No, no one else read it, please. please. Oh, uh, they might think it's an attack because uh it's an attack. In that letter, great care on Maria's part was taken to show that this wasn't a condemnation or an attack, just a critique to open dialogue. Many solutions were suggested and words were tempered with care and respect. Mayhaps you read it differently than intended. Let me tell y'all something. I've read this letter so many times. There's no care in it. There's no respect in it. It is extremely condescending and passive aggressive and fucking downright spiteful and mean. Seriously, the temperament of these comments I'm about to continue reading are the same shit that's in the letter. It's where they do that thing where they just tell you they're doing something and that's supposed to make up for the fact they're not. 
it's like well we want a conversation it's like okay well let's see what do you want to talk about well let's talk about how you're a bitch it's like wait a minute hold up it's not a conversation um lorraine uh walks in and said dude real talk we spent weeks working on a letter to make sure it was constructive criticism and then she starts hashtagging other people in like hey come check this out marcus um Maria says, thank you for responding. However, I must vehemently disagree with the characterization of the letter as it didn't seem as if this was a dialogue. This seemed like a trial judgment and execution of ideas, hence my hesitation to respond. How does one respond when there seems to be one way and one way only to fix the perceived problem? And here's the thing. It, it was exactly that. It would be like, here's an issue. Here's the solution. Have a seven woman panel that can discuss women's issues whenever the idea, the, the topic of rape is broached. You know, there was a time where they talked about rape culture and comedy. So he brought a comedian on Josh Horner and it was him. Elon, uh, Aaron was talking about it. People were able to call in. Anyone could pick up that phone and call in. I called in. Some other people called in. And we basically had a conversation about rape culture. Any woman could have picked up the phone. But apparently their problem was, well, it was mostly men talking about this topic. And that, 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 that's fucked up. Men can't talk about rape culture, which ironically is kind of what the problem is yes, with rape it is. culture. It's a good way to keep it going, people. Let's let's keep the men from being vocal about, you know, how how rape is wrong. Let's keep that that's that smart. But um, you know, cuz I'm sure young young boys don't need to be talked to by men and told that raping is the most cowardly thing you can do and that it's okay. Anyway. Um Meanwhile, you know, they brought up that, uh, well, you should have had angry black lady, Amani Gandhi on. Amani Gandhi was on the show where they talked about Tasha's a joke and mm-hmm. rape culture. And she actually said, I have a friend that works for Daniel Tosh. I, you know, I didn't find, uh, what he, I, I didn't find what was said to be, uh, necessarily, uh, funny, like funny and good. But I also didn't find it to be like, shut this motherfucker down. This is, you know, whatever, right? So she was on the show, but apparently because she's a woman, she was going to have the opinion that they would like her to have because all women have the same opinion about this shit, you know, right? That's how it is. No, it's not. So they were like, why didn't you have her on the show to talk about it in the after black? Regardless of her schedule, whatever she was up to, I'm sure she would have dropped everything to be on this podcast. Doesn't matter what she's doing. Um, because that's how life works for these people in this chat room. Elon picks up the magic phone. Everyone goes, I'm supposed to be on TV, but let me do this. Uh-huh. You know, I know I'm, a, I'm Melissa Harris Perry. I have things to do, but, um, uh, Elon's calling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, MSNBC. We'll get back to you. So, um, you know, they were saying they were mad about that shit. Right. And, um, that I forgot to bring that part up, which is, I thought was a ridiculous point, but okay. Fine. He's supposed to get seven women randomly uh, off the cuff in the middle of the afternoon that I guess they ain't got jobs or nothing better to do to just be on the show and talk about rape culture. And no men, because, you know, men can't talk about it. It's just a bunch of women telling Elon what he's supposed to think. Okay. All right. Cool. That's what y'all think is a conversation now. Um, anyway, um, there were suggestions that were given purposely because the desire was to present a helpful critique. Whether we disagree about the level of helpfulness or critique isn't the point I'm trying to make, but it's the exact fucking point, though. Because there's a way where you can be so critical and so unhelpful that there's not a conversation that can be had. And that's what you're trying to skip over with that. Well, whether we disagree, no, that's the whole fucking point. We disagree about how much you can help and how much, how, how realistic your criticism is. Anyway, my point is that this was far from an attack or a judgment. The hope or my hope that this would lead to more dialogue and audience integration with shows. Anyway, for anyone who's curious, here's the full letter. Anyone who's curious. So it wasn't public. 
But anyone could click on this fucking document. But uh, patient C, Chloris is a. Uh, it was never public. It was never. How the fuck did I read it, dumbass? I fucking read it, did I? So it was public. At some point, it was motherfucking public. God damn liars, man. Y'all fucking lying because you know you're fucking wrong. And that's why you hiding behind this shit. Anyway, so um, then she tags a bunch of people to the shit to go read it. Um, but you know, it's not public though, right? Okay, all right. But but then y'all gonna say I'm lying, right? Um, so that was a big thing. Um, Bill, we all know Bill Humphrey, uh, the motherfucker that uh bill from delaware that we had the son on our show over that nagasaki bomb bullshit where he's trying to act like i can't be offensive because he don't like it okay motherfucker as a longtime listener and community member and a minor financial contributor to the show um yeah if you get five dollars uh, in donations um that is really minor and you really shouldn't even bring it up that's how minor it is i want to note that my name should also be on the letter too but was dropped during the drafting process because I hadn't had a chance to read the final version after months of edits. Again, as others have said, this is a long, very long and carefully thought out process. I was going, to, I was away from G plus for a few weeks. So months of edits, months of edits. Let's think about this months of edits, but they're including things that recently happened in the show. So y'all telling me y'all had problems with the show before this shit happened and y'all were drafting this letter months ago when half of these situations hadn't even occurred? Or are you saying that you drafted this letter and you waited for shit to occur to keep adding to the letter so that you would have a long list of critiques? I just want to know which one, which way did it happen? Also, I like how he said my name should be on it, but it's not because I think it's because you're a coward. Um, and you were enjoying your status as he's a white guy. He likes us over there. And, uh, then you find out that that's part of the joke, but I do want to stand behind it with my name rather than being an anonymous signatory, though. I understand why some folks went that route. I also think it's worth mentioning that this didn't come out of nowhere. It's been building for a long time among some of your earliest members of the community to the point that I actually conveyed some of the sentiments to Eljoy in March when I had a meeting with her. I don't think the contents of the letter should have come, come as a surprise. And I definitely don't think it should have been ignored. The fact that you are considering not acknowledging this very existence signals to me a major break from us being considered a two-way community to us being considered a one-one one-way fan base which was concerned expressed in the letter too yeah they 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 don't understand how it's supposed to be a democracy but uh it's more of a dictatorship because you know it's elon james white show and not theirs you know you know how people put out products and you can tell them what to do like you know how some of y'all write into melissa Harris perry show and tell her what her opinion can be Oh, wait, you don't because that's fucking ridiculous. Oh, OK. My bad. All right, I get it. My bad. I also didn't realize really. I also didn't really like this response much either. In fact, I think that it's even worse given the lengthy pause before responding that the statements about the complex process and thinking that went into this response because I, it really sounds a lot more like a knee jerk reaction to a carefully drafted letter of constructive criticism than a fair and considered response. That said, I do appreciate that on Twitter. You have indicated somewhat indirectly you are considering implementing at least a couple of the recommendations. Here's the thing. How the fuck did that long ass shit that I just read y'all sound like a knee jerk response? You know what a knee jerk response is? Fuck y'all, go fuck yourself, leave me alone. That's knee jerk. Knee jerk. My knees be jerking all the damn time, cause I'm real quick to tell your ass that and keep it to pushing. I don't give a rat's ass. Knee jerk is not, I went and talked to 12 women about this in my circle that typically, and, and, no, that's not knee jerk, okay? 
Second of all, the idea that, well, it's constructive criticism, fair, and it can, and, and not, it's really not, though. And that's why y'all took it down. Put the letter back up. Like, any of you cowards, put the letter back up. I know some of y'all saved it. I know at least some of y'all saved it. Put it back up. Right? It's fair. Let the people decide if it's fair or not. Oh, yeah. Y'all don't want to do that. So Elon responded. He said, I accept your statements about the process and the intent that was involved uh, with creative. Keep in mind, they're doing this uh, the passive aggressive thing of plus one in each other's comments. So, so far, uh, Lorraine's got six. Mar- Maria has 11. Bill has five. Okay. Elon says this gets none because, you know, but they're fair. They're on the side. They understand. I accept your statements about the process and intent that was involved with creating the letter. This doesn't change how I felt to me and those I shared it with. And yes, it is true. The two-way interaction that occurred in the early months of blacking it up isn't how it works any longer. It simply can't. If I respond to every blog post letter or email that comes in critiquing the show, or even if I attempt to change things to what various people would prefer, there just wouldn't be a show. I get emails saying, I hate this thing. The next thing saying, I love this thing. I receive massive amounts of feedback on the show. Even at this very moment, some of you don't like the response I've given uh yeah exactly and and some have said that they do another example kennedy points out the critique that i talked over and or ignore women on the show eljoy said to me directly that she talks over me and interrupts me way than i do her way more than i do her and that's the thing with the audience him interrupting a woman counts like 20 times more than when eljoy talks over him or any woman talks over him what, it's what, just what, completely what, different what you talking about nigga i talk over you all the damn time Right, but you know, it just—it's different though. If I cut you off and say no care in this, people are gonna receive it differently. And they, but that's his fault. You a man, right? And it's his fault for them receiving it differently. Okay, should I listen to a critique that says I talk over her or she herself that thinks the exact opposite? That's illogical. I will never be able to please everyone, and as the show continues to grow, I will not be able to respond to everything. I'm trying to do the best job possible with the time and resources I have. I'm trying to use the platform that I've been afforded to do even more. This is all I can do. So JP responds. Everybody knows JP from uh, Operation Cubicle. She's been on our show before, although. I was surprised she came on our show because I know particularly she does not like me. So, uh, but you know, whatever. Uh, Elon, no one is asking you to personally respond to every blog post, letter, or email that comes through. But when a segment of the fan base slash community takes the time to put together a collaborative letter in order to consolidate some of the major concerns we have, the least you can do is let them know you receive it. The main reason to le- I like that they act like those would have appeased them. Hey, I received your letter. Oh, okay. Well, shit, it's cool then. We'll like, we'll drop it. No, y'all, y'all aren't. Y'all would not be happy until he put y'all on. The main reason the letter was put together was because many, many times people send in critiques and it's radio silence. We wanted an open dialogue and figure a letter would be the easiest and most effective. I want to know how they found many, many critiques about a show this fucking politically correct and nice. Like if all the shows that gets many, many critiques, it's the one that's actually trying that, 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 that people decide everything's wrong with this shit. We can list our concerns and there would be just one would be just there wouldn't there would be just one document instead of 50 billion emails. Your feelings on the letter doesn't negate the fact that the letters were meant to facilitate an open dialogue. Now, that is amazing that someone goes, well, how you felt about the fucked up shit we said doesn't change the fact that we didn't mean for it to be so fucked up. It's like that's ridiculous. 
Like, I like how you think that you get to frame this, you know, and your it's like, I said something fucked up to you. It's like, go fuck yourself. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be mad I said go fuck yourself. You can then, then take that and have a dialogue. I think it's illogical to say it didn't seem to be a dialogue when you decide to ignore. A dialogue would infer a conversation. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't seem to be a dialogue to be had is what he's saying. Your letter does not leave room for conversation. As this, what I'm reading is pointing out. He's trying to start one with you now. And it's like, motherfucker, you waited too long. We can't even talk now. It's like, okay. Ah. So, but, but he shut y'all down, right? So to me, y'all proved him right. There can't be a conversation when you don't say anything back. It's just talking into a void. If you feel the letter was an attack, that's fine. That's how you feel. I just feel... Just like I feel this post is a lot worse because I feel you don't care about any, any concerns or criticism unless it's from voices you deem worthy. And personally, that's everybody in the world. Okay? I don't know who these motherfuckers are taking criticism from people they don't think are worthy. But if you are, straighten your life up. Take it. I'll take any criticism from anybody. That's the, what's problem. That's, that's the problem with half of y'all motherfucking shows yeah. and podcasts and everything now. You be going in all kinds of circles. Yeah. Too. Everything ain't valid. Ain't that the truth? Sometimes people, and this is the thing when it comes to criticism, there is such thing as positive criticism. There, it really, really is. But there is such thing as criticism and criticism coming from a very hateful place, but they present it in a manner that is positive criticism. It's the difference between you giving me things that's going to improve, that's going to enhance, that's going to make a positive change, then you just come in and criticizing shit that I can't change, can't make a difference in, or issues you have. There is a complete difference and people want to say all criticism is welcome. No motherfucker, all criticism is not welcome because sometimes people just say stuff from a hateful place and you it's know, up you to know you to, discern, to determine where it comes from. You know what's not in the letter? Hey, we like when you do this thing, but here's how you can do it better. That's not in the letter at all, but that's, but it's constructive criticism, right? All right. Well, you learn that shit in management one-on-one when you do performance reviews. That's not how you start a motherfucking conversation. You cannot be, that does not start a conversation. All right. So Kennedy says the, the critique I mentioned wasn't limited to Eljoy. In fact, the critique originated from the JTMS We Nerd Horror Podcast where you would interrupt Tatiana to talk about an anecdote only tangentially related to the comment, which let's be honest, that's what Elon does to everything and everyone. Is, that's how he is. Right. That's how his mind works. That's kind of what part of what makes him funny. But okay. Um, then she would attempt to rest back control and you would continue the running gag about her having awkward topic transitions. For more on this subject, go to and then they, she tags a bunch of people in to get them to come in on this roast. Um, but here's what's funny about that. Um, he did that to every, like if, if when Fanon tried to control, do the hosting, whoever hosts that show is going to get ridiculed. Mm-hmm. Now look, maybe y'all can't handle ridicule. Maybe y'all can't handle when women get made a part of the joke. You can't, you just can't handle it. That's your issue. That is literally your issue. Like you can't make the, you like the show is literally saying, it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. We're just going to make the joke about you being bad at transition. It's like, nah, fuck that. You, she a woman. You supposed to just let her do whatever she want because she a woman. She's too fucking stupid and, and inept to be able to understand that, that, you know, any type of ridicule or joke about, about them being awkward. At the, the, the fact you keep inviting her back every week, that, no, that's just, that's random. Bill says, I think it's not fair to treat the letter with the same, the same as any random coming, communique. 
communique or uh, critique, you received a lot of people signed it, including not to put too fine a point on it. A guy you invited to your wedding to rep the community. So he's using Sharif Jackson against Elon now. That's funny. And the woman you designated the official representative of the chat room. <laughs> official. Okay, what does that mean? Can you put that on a resume? I think that should at least be that should ah. at least add additional weight or significance. And yes, I recognize you reached out to Sharif Jackson eventually. So it's like I recognize that, but I'm still gonna say something fucked up to get this shot in. Uh Deanna says, You realize that saying Eljoy says I don't talk over her. And all my discussion panel with women sounds a lot and insultingly like I'm not sexist because some of my best friend are women, right? So he can't win. He literally can't win. Eldred said I don't talk over her. Well, you know her opinion don't count because I'm mad. And I'm a woman, so fuck her. She don't know. We know better than her. She just a dumb woman with a little woman brain. We the women in the audience know better because we smarter. I need you to stop feeling personally insulted for a tiny bit. Okay, the whole letter is about him though and how he's mm-hmm. fucking up. Mm-hmm. So I want how like I, I want I want how many y'all are gonna hear this and then go. I'm not personally insulted at all by Rod. Uh, and if you are, I want you to stop feeling personally insulted for a tiny bit and shut the fuck up. So we can talk about the issue because every time and that's the thing they keep going conversation talk, but every talk is them talking at him and then going. If you say anything disagreeing, shut the fuck up. Like, you need to stop being personally insulted and so we can talk about it. It's like, well, we, I thought we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Because every time we try and give you a critique, you freak the hell out, reblog shit somewhere else and where someone can back you up. Like, do you really want the critique or not? Because if you don't, then just don't ask for it. I agree with that last sentence. If I was Elon, I wouldn't ask these motherfuckers for nothing. Period. Don't help me. Don't critique me. Don't fucking, don't even compliment me. Get the fuck out of my face. You just, uh, you just drag people down. You're like the emo progs who turn on Obama. You're just dragging shit down. You, you're not comfortable with winning. And I don't need no losers in my circle. Um, anyway, so, uh, <laughs> and then also, uh, shout out to the people that when Chris and everybody start going in, they try to be like, well, you're doing this cause you're his friend. Like I talk to Elon all the time and shit. Mm-hmm. Don't let them phone calls fool y'all, man. Uh, I hadn't talked to Elon in weeks before I even said something about the shit. But then, too, um, uh, what would be wrong with that? Aren't y'all doing this shit because y'all are a community and y'all are friends, and that's why y'all all are going in on this man like he's fucking Glenn Beck? Isn't that what happened to you? Isn't that why Neil Carter is pretending to be friends with them on one level and then coming back and talking shit about them on the long Twitter because of that uh, peer pressure and community that you guys created where you ostracize and kick people out of your little fucking clique? Isn't that exactly what's happening here? Haven't you turned on your own members of your community? Isn't that why we have people trickling over to the blackout tips that have had bad dealings with you motherfuckers and go, yeah, I realize now that as ratchet as the blackout tips crowd is, they are way more fucking accepting because they're not judging each other for every fucking opinion they have that's not politically correct. And we're not kicking people out because we have a dude that we call the official homophobe of the show because we think he's homophobic. But we don't go, stop listening to my fucking show, get out. No. We go, you know what, uh, I might have some of my family that's homophobic. Now, I don't think that's right, and I will never let you off the hook for that, but you know what? You're also welcome to be here just like everybody else. Yes, you are. That's how it works. That's actually a community. You guys are a fucking cult. Anyway, Lorraine says, okay, I'm trying to rein it in. I really am. But, dude, what the entire fuck are you talking about? Now, Lorraine is one of these white people that... 
you know, black people love to like big up because like she, she white, she fuck with us. We black. So they gave her like a ton of pluses on this. Now keep in mind the same people that are going to say shit like, well, look, man, we're not saying that, uh, blah, blah. We're not saying anything negative or personally attacking him. But yet when someone does, you guys can't wait to plus 15 and shit, right? Can't plus one, plus one, cosine plus one. Then it's time for that shit. Okay. Let me preface this by saying that I am only speaking for myself here, not as a representative of anyone or anything. I can only speak my thoughts and feelings about this political say nothing, do nothing, non-apology and personal ads response. But 15 people hit plus. So you represent more than yourself. Don't cut. Don't cut yourself short, Lorraine. You weren't even going to address the letter. From my understanding, Sharif was discussing a different subject with you and then brought the letter up. So you realize it looks like you still weren't even going to address the letter until you were called on it. Right. So I guess Sharif went back and told them that uh, they were talking about a different subject. So, you know, Sharif playing both sides of the fence. Uh, first, you say you were apprehensive because it seemed like a judgment attack would just fucking seriously but then you say you didn't respond because you can't respond to every critique never mind that this was a letter by many loyal listeners which bill already covered very well so i would just co-sign what he said so which is the reason for your lack of response which critiques are you going to address and implement changes about you say you didn't agree with the majority of the critiques okay so which ones did you agree with and what are you going to do about them let's discuss one the one that was the main reason i signed the letter let's discuss wanting us to share and retweet your shit Keep in mind, people, they're going to tell you, no, this isn't about that. This isn't about our shows, but this is the one that got the most pluses. Isn't that odd? All the other, well, you don't do this for women. No, no plus 15 on that. Someone bitches about, hey, we promote your shit. You don't promote ours. Everybody, everybody agrees on that issue. Is it odd? Isn't that ironic? Don't you think? Um... Anyway, um, and you're not, but you, but you're not doing the same back for us. Are we a community, which is a word you keep using, but I don't think it means what you think it means. Or are we a street team? You're not a street team because street teams don't complain. So I don't even, y'all definitely not a street team. Jada Kids ain't never said put these stickers on this van and then everybody's like, but when are you going to promote my mixtape, Jada Kiss? Ah! I hope you're not going to defend that critique because all we got to do is throw, go through your timeline. When's the last time you promoted or listened to Nerdgasm Noir Network or We Nerd Hard? And do, who, who does, wait, hold up. Let me, let me, let me. They're not insulting him, right? When's the last time you listened to Nerdgasm Noir Network who does what We Nerd Hard does and does it better? But he shouldn't feel insulted. He does We Nerd Hard. You're telling me as a fan, this other show does it better than him. And he shouldn't feel insulted by this. It's not a personal attack. Not to mention also, um, I've heard Nergasm Noir. I listened to it more than once. Um, what the fuck does that mean? They do it better? And like, define better. What's the measurement? It's different. It's, it's different it's for not even everybody. The, yeah, it's not even the same type of show, in my no, opinion. No, it's not. Just because two people talk about nerd shit doesn't mean that. Also, I like to note, the only time I ever see these motherfuckers compliment each other's shows is when they're dissing Elon to spite Elon. It was also happening on Twitter. Such and such better than Twib anyway. Okay, well, how come I never see y'all tweeting about that, liking that, supporting that, retweeting that, putting that out there in the atmosphere? Huh? You'd rather talk bad about the only thing y'all all can agree on is that Elon is the worst. That's it. 
You don't support each other. You created an entire community about disliking this man and you still don't know what to fucking do with it. And one of you little motherfuckers had the nerve to say, my show? Nobody checking for the black guy who tips? Nigga. Nobody checking for us? If nobody checking for us, niggas is not checking. Like, they less, they negative checking for y'all. If they not checking for this shit. So don't even try to go there. Then when I brought it up, it's like, well, numbers don't matter. Numbers do fucking matter to some extent when you're going to go at me and say, nobody heard of your shit, then it's going to matter. You go check out the rankings, dog. Go to podbay.fm and you look at there. See who's, see who's doing what. I can't manipulate those numbers and tell you right there who's ranking number what. And let's see. Oh, what does N slash A mean when I put your shit in? Nobody's listening is what the fuck it means. It's not enough information because nobody's clicking that shit, downloading that shit, or listening to that shit. That's why I go to your review page and you got fucking 17 reviews. But somehow, nobody's checking for us. The fuck out of here. And then, and when I called the dude out, he's like, oh no, how's your wife doing? I saw she got in a wreck. Uh, you know how she's doing? Fuck you is how she's doing. Then I went to this fucking iTunes, I left a five star review because suck my dick with a smile, motherfucker. Yeah, every time you think about me, think about how I said you guys have a great fucking show. And even though you're shady, petty, little immature bitches that I never would have heard of if my name hadn't come out your motherfucking mouth. Cause you were dissing Elon. Trying to fucking big up each other with disses to another man. How about you just, when's the last time somebody tweeted and said, hey, I really enjoyed uh, Super John cast. When's the last time that shit happened? Hmm? Let me search that trend on Twitter. Let's see how many people are tweeting about that. Why don't you put in the hashtag TBGWT and you tell me who the fuck is checking for who. Piece of shit. Anyway. And your show's boring. It's fucking terrible. I lied in the review. It's fucking, it's one of the most boring, insane pieces of shit shows I've ever heard in my life. And a lot of y'all have terrible quality shows. You talk over each other. You don't have mixers. You fucking, you, there's no decorum to your fucking shit. It's boring. Your opinions are fucking flaccid. Anyone could find those things anywhere. This is like walking into a GameStop. No one gives a fuck. So don't even try. And I was being nice to you motherfuckers, but I'm not anymore. Hello. Did you watch any of the two months of videos that Justin did for his blog? <laughs> no, and no one else did. Two months? Anyway, what about Operation Cubicle? Independent media that talks about African Americans in the corporate world. Keep in mind, this is a white woman. Surely you would be interested in promoting that, seeing as you're so into black people do, doing, being shown as diverse, right? The fuck you mean, white woman? So, because they both black and I'm black, I'm supposed to like they shit because it's black? Now who's being presumptuous? Now who's, now who's, hey black man, don't you support blackity blackness? Get your black ass to blacking. <laughs> the fuck is this entitled ass bitch thinking? Have you voted for any of these blogs in the Black Whale Blog Awards? Dear God, I sure as hell hope you've at least done that. If you haven't, you better just lie to me. Oh wait, let's see. Crickets. Keep in mind, this is all one post. There's no way he could possibly respond. And she's this is all for dramatic effect. She's basically that's her her three snaps and a Z right there. That's what that was. Anyway, that's fine, but that's not a community. That's using people to do your work for you. How often do you personally think thank the volunteers for their three T's? I don't know. Every fucking show, Eldroy does. Every fucking show. That's actually where the three T's came from. Remember Eldroy thanking everybody every show? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it came from. So uh, every show, you fucking idiot that can't count, apparently. How often do you personally thank the tons of fans who retweet, promote your shit? Uh, remember when they were doing donate your account and they were thanking everybody every time? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. but you know. Y'all, but y'all not in a bubble, right? Y'all just in some other reality where this shit didn't happen. Yes, it takes time, but it's not worth it to you. You're going to fail at this spectacularly. Yeah, he's failing. I'm sure you're doing great, Lorraine. I remember when I saw you on MSNBC the other day. You were doing really good. Uh, how, 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 oh, oh, you have seven followers on Twitter? But you're doing, okay, well, hey, numbers don't matter, right? So my quality, oh, my quality, right? Uh, I don't get to travel the country and go to conferences and hobnob with some of the most brilliant minds of my day, but I guarantee you this. I know people and I know leadership, and baby, this ain't it. Uh, you know why you don't get to hobnob and go to conferences? Because you're an untalented fucking uh, trollop, and nobody wants to hear this shit. That's why. Well, how about you get on stage and entertain people? How about you create this weekend blackness on your motherfucking own in your house with nothing but spit and bell and wire and pardon the term nigger rigging it? by yourself and getting people to understand that how about that how about you go to the root and you set up their fucking network communication so that they'll be able to broadcast live from their home office how about you do that huh did the community do that work for elon just because you hit a follow button or a retweet button you expect some type of motherfucking thanks some type of motherfucking gratitude you're the one being entertained twitter is an at will fucking system nobody forces you to truth. Get the fuck out. God damn. I would never have this many words about somebody whose show I used to listen to. I don't want to hear it. No, I just go away. I like, 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 it's a lot of shows that I listen to or used to listen to. It's a lot of, cause you get bombarded with all kinds of stuff. There's only so many hours in a the day. There's only so much you can do. And Elon time is tied up a lot, hell of a lot more than our time is. Like, yeah. you know, he's on TV. It's his life. It's yeah, his livelihood. This, this is what he does. Like, this is everything to him. And for you to turn around and do this is is very, very insulting to all the hard work, all the sweat, all the tears, all the money, all the pain, all the sacrifice. People really don't know and they really underestimate everything that, that goes in. And he built this community that you're even complaining in and complaining about. He built this community for you, regardless if they were friends or not before. You came you know what? for I, the common fact do you of want, him. I do you one better. He built it for himself. Yes, he did. Deal with it. It's not for you. It's for him. You found out the secret. The the, the show is to promote him and what he's interested in. And you get to be along for the ride. It's not your show at all. Um, You know what? And this is the part that that I think is funny. Uh, This is how they couch it to be like, no, see, it's a kind, nice critique. Because then she goes, you know what? I genuinely like you. I genuinely think you are trying to do something, doing, trying to do something good. I genuinely think you have had experience or failure and overwhelming insecurity and or now are a big fucking ego and you don't know how to take criticism. Here's what you need to do. Right. But you know, this is kind of criticism, guys. This is constructive criticism. This is how your boss talks to you when it's time to get that promotion, you know, constructively. One, take some leadership classes. Maybe you have, but it does not seem like it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. How many followers does Lorraine have? What What is she leading exactly? Other than sitting in her fucking kitchen and listening to Blacking It Up and thinking about what Elon ain't doing right? I say he's leading just fine, ma'am. Two, 
Find some way to deal with whatever issues in the past you uh, have made you so damn ridiculous about this situation and similar situation. Keep in mind, this is their reaction to him saying, hey, I'm keeping it calm. I, I, I should have responded. Remember, he apologized. He did. This is actually their reaction. So they're saying you can't take criticism when he gives them some like pushback of, hey, I, I, I checked it out. I don't agree with everything. They're saying he can't take criticism. And they immediately turned into an attack. Okay. He didn't come back at y'all and go, I think you guys are all fucking ridiculous and he take leadership class. Then y'all would be like, he's a bully, right? Cause y'all, y'all prey on that shit. Y'all, we're victims. You're not victims. You're fucking bullies just as bad as anyone else. Um, find some way to deal with, okay. For, realize, three, realize that this political ass response is bullshit. You know that this is not real. You know what? You are not that stupid. Condescending, passive aggressive, right? <clears throat> When there's a critique, don't go to the groupthink brain trust immediately. So apparently all these people you talk to, they're just groupthink brain trust. They're not. That's not it. Go to the people involved. So, you know, to let us tell you what you should think of the critique. We will tell you what to think. Why not have a hangout with us? Now, word on the street, Aaron tried to have a hangout with them, but they released the, uh, the letter anyway because they were insulted that it wasn't Elon doing the hangout. Okay seriously what the fuck were you thinking about not doing that you don't have to know what to say immediately but you do have to respond immediately you you do because what if the immediate response is fuck you go fuck yourself then y'all would also be mad and then she said you just do like there's a, a rule okay let me check leadership one-on-one i'm sure it's in that class i'm sure you're you've less learned your lesson as far as that goes Five, that letter, whether you realize it or not, signifies a lot of hurt that we've been carrying around with regards to the show and specifically how you treat people. If you were hurt by what was said, realize we were too. And that's why we wrote it. So, again, this response to that hurt is bullshit. You, (laughs) would you accept this response if you were hurt? I mean, really, would you not then be more hurt? His response isn't even fucking inflammatory. It's completely Calm, like, hey, listen, let's calm down. I, I, I fucked up. I should have responded sooner. I read some of your critiques. I'm going to try to implement them. Some I couldn't. It's, it's like, fuck that. No, we were hurting. You're going to stay hurt. I wish you all the successes in the world, really. But I'm going to tell you, like, I'm going to tell this. I bet Lorraine don't even talk like that. She just typed like that on the, because all these black people are reading. I'm going to tell this. Unlike, <laughs> unless you learn how to value the, the people that help you when you don't have a title or aren't the right kind of people, your success is going to be superficial. Best of luck with that. Well, it'll be a lot more successful than your unsuperficial non-success. So how about that? Uh, someone co-signed that. Bloop, bloop, motherfucking bloop. Then Lorraine tagged other people to come read it. Um, someone came in and said, read everything, going to bed. Uh, Jacinta said, wow, just wow. I don't know. I didn't know that this letter was, there was a letter being sent, but most of these concerns are not new. I can't imagine they're, they're completely surprising. Regardless of how Eljoy feels personally, I would argue that there has been a trend of talking down to female co-hosts, especially Bassy and Tatiana. The way that Tatiana gets talked to most of the time has never sat well with me. Now, here's the thing though. How are you going to say regardless of how someone feels personally? The fuck are you talking? You, you, you know more than them now? That, that's ridiculous. That's like really fucking stupid, actually. Well, regardless of how this person feels like that you respect them and treat them well, that's like someone coming into our marriage. Regardless of how Karen feels about y'all's marriage, I, I as a woman on the outside observing, need to know to shut my ass the fuck up. <sighs> the fuck are you talking about? 
also i'm really bothered by the fact that we're supposed to be this big community slash family but this response wasn't even shared with the whole community so you guys do want it out in the open that's all i'm saying i'm putting it out in the open i'm helping jacinta the whole community should see this shit i think we both we me and you the first ones that agree jacinta yes but uh it was never public and nobody's supposed to know because it's not a public attack okay Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Not to mention he started this thread. He could have just shared it with public if he wanted. You know, and I think he should have. I think he should have exposed you little motherfuckers to the light. And then the rest of us, the 90% of the fan base that likes the show and doesn't have any problems with and it. loves it. Could come in and tell y'all to shut the fuck up and get the fuck out because the door's over there. Don't let it hit you in your ass crack. That's what we would have said. But he was protecting you little motherfuckers by keeping it small. Letting you guys have your little circle of, hey, we're all the better than Elon and smarter, and we could have made this even better. Anyway. <clears throat> also, I'm really bothered by the fact that we're supposed okay, yeah, yeah, Um, The fact that some of us have to, had to be tagged in when we've been supporting the show since the last big reboot is moderately ridiculous. Okay, well, you didn't know there was a letter being sent, so why would you be tagged to this? Remember? You didn't know? So yeah, he should have made it public. I agree with you though. I have been I have been one of the most optimistic supporters of the show, I think. Well, I remember we had the contest for most optimistic supporter and uh she won by a lot. It was crazy. What the fuck are you talking about? I've always thought more good was being done than harm, but now I'm questioning that. Like if you're just gonna brush off concerns that your supposed community has because your inner circle says you're good, why are we even listening? What do you need us for? Subscriptions and donated accounts? Come on now. All that being said, I really don't want to completely jump ship. I know many people already have, but I really want this to work. I think this show has had uh, a con- and continues to have potential to do great work. I found an amazing community because of this show, and I don't know if I would have found otherwise. But something has to give here. By the way, this Jacinta is the most balanced criticism yet. Uh, by at least acknowledging that some good came out of this show. No one else even has. Either you want or I continue to input dialogue and support or you don't. Keep in mind, she was not involved in writing the letter. So for y'all that are going, oh, well, she's kind of balanced. Yeah, nothing like this is in the letter about liking the show, community, helpful, good, none of that. Um, if you don't, just say the words and we can keep it moving because we really at this point, uh, where, where this family doesn't need to show to stay cons- what? Really, we can keep it moving because really at this point, where this family, I don't know if she wrote that right, where this family doesn't need the show to, oh, we're at the point where this family doesn't need the show. So it's a family now, even though he brought a lot of this shit together, right? Now they're a family that don't need him. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need the show to stay connected. And there are so many people in the community creating awesome blogs, podcasts, and videos. And we could certainly devote more time to. Yes, you fucking could. And you should. You really, you really, really should. I've listened to a lot of y'all shit. You should devote a ton of time. Like, more, like, if you're at work, quit your job, quit your day job, take some leadership classes, devote a lot of time to it. Okay? Um, Please know that I'm not saying you need to fall to your knees or jump when we say jump, but a lot of the people are. A lot of people are saying you need to jump when we say jump. You need to respond right away no matter what the response is. You don't need to think about it. You also told him not to go back to his circle, so you kind of are you know, controlling his actions and telling him how to engage you. But if you're not willing to genuinely engage us in a real manner that's not a blow-off response, which is basically how this comes off, then I don't think we can continue here. Okay. 
uh and then dylan dylan says i knew there was a reason i was feeling so damn uncomfortable with the podcast especially after bassie left where jacinta told me this had all gone down uh or when she told me this all went down everything started making sense you sir should have a long sit down with yourself <laughs> like that that's so liberal i wonder how melissa harris perry would react to all this i don't think she i think she should see it all of it like she's his fucking mom and like, oh, well, she's a woman. She'll know that, that oh, we're right and you're wrong. Mr. Perry ain't got no time to read y'all bullshit. Mm-mm. Mr. Perry, like, what's going on with she blacking it up? Someone making money. Right. She got, the fuck are y'all these crazy people? I would never let you just talk to any women or any other gender identified person because I'm sure your disregard for people's importance is able to cross the plane quite often in my presence the way you have been without giving you a good piece of my mind nobody deserves to feel unappreciated and of low importance so keep in mind they're talking about Elon James White you know how it's so popular how you know how everyone talks about how he's so misogynistic and doesn't talk to women right so speaking of women, Dylan Wright, Dylan Wright then throws in this comment, which honestly seems a bit mm, misogynistic and sexist. Didn't Mama White teach you better? Yeah. His mama, who's mm. what? She's so sweet. Yeah. See, the problem with this whole thing is that Elon's mama didn't teach him well enough to deal with women. So if she would have taught him better. Or he would have used the lesson she taught him. Because, you know, Dylan Wright was raised in the house with Mama White and Elon. And he knows the lessons. Because, you know, Dylan, is, they've already used Sharif Jackson's attendance to Elon's wedding against Elon. Now it's his mama. But it's not a personal attack. Not, nothing personal about bringing up their mama, right? That, that... That who has nothing to do with anything so elon says thank you for all your comments and feedback uh it has been read and noted at this point i'll be closing the thread have a pleasant day and because there's really nowhere to go because there's no conversation to be had with these assholes now back to where we stopped i told chris and brandon i read them this word for word and i read them the letter which they've taken down like the fucking cowards they are because they know that shit was condescending and wrong and entitled, so fucking entitled. Um, so Chris went in on Twitter, um, and uh, he, he went hard, like Chris always does, and he made the greatest points. You can still find them all hashtag soft C. I suggest you fucking do it, cause I laughed my ass off at work reading this shit, cause I was like, I told Chris and Brent, I was like, man, I don't think Elon even wants us to respond. I don't want to piss mm-hmm. him off. And he was like, no, we got to. And it made me realize something. And I'm never going to forget this shit again. And I I feel bad because I did. I don't give a fuck what Elon thinks. I'm a fan of the show, too. And my opinion counts for something, too. Yes, it does. And because I'm positive, I don't get to respond. I don't get to defend the show that I like. But why not? Only negative criticism is going to get respected out in these streets? Fuck no. Not while I'm alive. I'm fucking, I'm a fan, and if you say something about the show, and I don't agree with the shit, I get to say something too. Because your little pussies in your little fucking circle that's supposed to be all PC, sit up there and talk about this man's wife, talk about his eye, talk about him cheating, uh, uh, allegedly throwing that out there. 
talking about oh i went out to meet him and he was okay you guys went out there and met him you got all these problems i bet you didn't say a motherfucking word to his face and that's why you scattered on twitter and you did these little secret ass motherfucking hashtags so that nobody can figure out and decipher the code well gotcha bitch we deciphered the shit and we saw the shit and we're saying something about it and then your ass ain't had no fucking defense how about that? And you thought we did? Oh, y'all don't even know what you're talking about. Guess what? I listen to the show every day. I hear the behind the scenes. And also, the little people that y'all ostracize, the people that y'all get down on and kick out the group, they can't wait to fucking tell. They can't wait to talk to me. I'll probably get a fucking uh, DM about this shit after this show. Hey, Ron, man, let me tell you some more shit these assholes did. You guys are assholes. And I don't give a fuck about the, well, we politically correct ass. I don't give a fuck. That's why I don't like liberals. Y'all are why. That's why I don't call myself a fucking liberal or a Democrat. Y'all. Nobody want to be affiliated with y'all niggas. All of y'all. I know y'all niggas don't like me. Y'all don't have to because I don't like y'all ass back. And I never have. How about that? And there's no fucking power you have over me. I won't be changing shit about me. How about that? I can stand to lose a few. And, oh, and I can't wait. I, I've been waiting all week to do this show because after this shit, I'm unfollowing some of y'all motherfuckers that slipped through the cracks. Like, I see y'all popping my timeline. Peace, nigga. And you're not coming back on the show. None of this shit. You're not, I'm not affiliated with this type of bitchness. It's never going to happen. Fuck y'all. Ridiculous. Oh, you, you support the show. Someone like, well, we weren't being crit. Tell me one thing that you thought was critical. Though, how about the whole fucking thing? You let people talk about this man's mama. And the fact that y'all are so about Elon needing correction and y'all didn't correct any fucking body. Y'all had people go routinely over the fucking line in the personal insults. And because y'all are such a little clique of fucking ass sucking uh, supporters of each other, y'all didn't even say anything to each other. So we out here talking about people's credentials as political consultants, women no less. But all these feminists that don't like how women are being talked to and talked about ain't got shit to say because it's retweet time. We we sipping the tea. We It's an epic dragon, all six of us. Epically drag your ass onto some other podcast and be a bitch there. Nobody wants to deal with this shit. Fuck, man. I see why he didn't respond to y'all. And y'all justified it when he responded by being even more entitled in the asshole. So many of y'all try to pretend like y'all didn't know what the fuck was going on. It's been over. It's been over. Well, it was started seven months ago and y'all were still talking about it last week. Is that over to you? Oh, it's over because the big boys came in and smashed your motherfucking party. Now it's over. Y'all don't want to talk about it. Well, y'all don't know the whole story. Actually, I just read the whole fucking story. How about that? And y'all deleted the other part of the story because you know I would have sat here for another hour and read that goddamn shit too. Because everybody should know. They should smell the bitch on y'all coming and be like, stay the fuck away from my show like I did. That's how we roll. And I dare one. That motherfucker's like, oh, yeah, uh, like JP. Funny how someone has so much to say about Soft C but has no idea about the entire situation. Uh, gotcha, motherfucker, we do. How about that? And she tried to tell me some shit like, well, it's not about numbers. So I say, y'all don't represent the majority of the people in the audience. No, they don't. Y'all just That's don't. She's, no. She's like, well, how do you know that? And I said, well, okay, let's, let's look at how many people signed this letter. Let's look at, even if you say the unnamed people, let's, let's round it up to 30. If a hundred people listen in the chat room. That's even, that's not even a hundred, that's not even a majority of the hundred people in the chat room. Y'all stop listening to the show. It became more successful. 
So y'all didn't hurt anything. Y'all aren't the majority of people. Y'all have some concerns and y'all have a bubble and a circle where you surround each other with like opinions. So you feel like the majority. You are not the majority. You do not represent the majority. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still, she's like, well, hey, you, you, it's impossible to know that. I was like, no, it's, it's called math. It's actually called math. Go, go look up the stats. Go look up the downloads. Uh, y'all are not the majority. Y'all, y'all just aren't. You never were. You were very vocal, very supportive of each other. You're not the majority. So then she's like, well, I don't care. It's not about numbers anyway. Let's talk about that. It's not about numbers. Look, I know for a fact you don't like me. Cause I, sometimes I'll go, I, like, sometimes, especially when we were in the hospital stuff, I just go to the chat room, read, read you guys. I don't have to say shit sometimes. I see who doesn't like me, who doesn't. It doesn't bother me at all. Cause we can coexist in the same world because my world includes motherfuckers that don't like me. Ain't it so? I completely can coexist with them. But I know you didn't like me. I know I've seen you say a little slick shit. I didn't say shit because I don't give a fuck. You're not going to control my life. But when you had the audacity to say, well, numbers don't matter about the podcast anyway. Numbers don't matter. Why did you do our show? Hmm? Maybe to promote Nerdgasm Noir? Maybe to promote Operation Cubicle? Because numbers kind of do matter when you're coming on somebody else's show to promote your own shit? Hmm? Why did it take so long for everybody to say yes? I already know B. Cole and Sharif Jackson were fans of the show at the time. Why did it take so long to get that third yes? Hmm. And then you try to come on and be fake and shit, man. And you know what? Karen won you over because Karen's so genuine and fucking nice that you'd really have to be a real see you next Tuesday to hate her. <laughs> and you started warming up to the show and eventually it was fine. It was fine because we're really fucking professional. We're good at what we do. That's why. But no, mm-mm. numbers numbers matter, baby. And they definitely matter to you. So deal with that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then everybody start coming in saying like, "What is it about?" and shit. Uh, you know, let's just say earlier people were using the hashtag to say like, and you let the same unfunny dude call into the show, and everybody was cool with that. Was, yeah, agreed. He's never funny. Yeah, Rod, you know me. I'm never fucking funny. I'm the most unfunniest motherfucker that's that tries to be funny ever. You know, you know how you know how people agree that I'm not funny. I do all the damn time, sir. I'm yeah. with you, I'm t- nigga. You ain't funny. Horrendously boring and serious. Everybody says that about. Oh, Variety's calling in again, just wasting everybody's time. I hate this guy. That's why three people said I wasn't funny. That's why you know the show doing okay. You know, as a comedy show, check the rankings if you have a problem with it. But if I ain't funny, y'all niggas is dead. If we ain't doing it over here, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Y'all gotta be kidding. You gotta be fucking kidding me, man. You gotta be kidding me, dog. So, and something that I want to say, uh, this is one reason why me and Rod keep saying how much we are thankful for our fans. I know a lot of people be like, why do y'all love y'all fans so much? Because this is shit that we know we don't have to deal with. Like, we have really, really cool fans. We got fans that understand the jokes. We have a chat room that's very understanding. 
you know we have a community of love and stuff like that and i think if somebody ever tried this we have so many people that would shut that shit down but probably before we even hear about it they were like y'all need to go with some of that bullshit because i think it's our fans understand the definition of being a fan and when you're a fan of something what you get in return is the show like and when you give money to support the show in return you get the show it's like they understand the definition of i love what you guys do so much that i want to support it with no strings attached not to support my own stuff not because i got an underlining agenda not because i want you to retweet me not because i'm trying to be xbox friend with you or or, or, on all that stuff it has nothing to do with it other than i just enjoy you coming through my earphones at my job at my work when i'm running when i'm exercising when i'm outside playing with my kids when i'm in my car to help me get through death or whatever it is that you're dealing with our fans understand that and that's why people give and we because we create a happy environment where we're inclusive of everybody we don't care what race you are we don't care what color you are we don't care what religious affiliation you have we don't care about your sexual orientation as long as you come over here and you understand that we are all about fun we're all about laughter we're all about them jokes we ain't about that negative Negativity. We ain't about none of that bullshit. We're just keeping it real. We are who we are. And you guys take us for who we are. And we, in return, show you love. And so we thank everybody for every dime that they give, every dollar that they give, every retweet that they do, every retweet on Facebook that they do. Anytime you guys come to us and say, I love the show, it means we really are sincere with that. And on top of that, we have had people come to us and tell us, hey, there are things that, you know, you might need to change. And we've taken it to heart. So I don't want people to think that we're somebody to just out um, lashing out and don't take criticism for our fans because we do. But the thing is that we decipher positive criticism and things that's going to help build the show and people that's coming from a loving place. Because if you go back and listen to the old episodes, we used to have music. We've had people to say, hey, you know what? I think you should cut out the music. So we tested it. And guess what? It works now and, and, and it's little simple things like that that's the criticism that we don't mind getting we don't mind getting it coming from a positive and a loving place i love the show so much and i want the show to do so much better that i want to reach out to you in a positive and a constructive manner that's all we ask is that it's in a constructive manner it's not coming up from a place of this hate field it's not coming from a place of anger it's not coming from a place of bitterness it's not coming from from that place and because of that we thank you all the fans like every time we come in the chat room we're thankful that our fans are in our chat room we're thankful that that, that people download our show go to Podomatic, go to stitcher vote for us that means the world to us and we constantly tell you guys this because we don't ever want you guys to feel unappreciated but at the same time we are not going to take and deal with bullshit i don't think people understand it. it's a difference between we're showering with love and stuff like that and people just coming in fucking up the party don't come over here and rain on 
on our parade. We're having so much fun. We don't, we don't want to deal with it and we're not going to deal with it and we're not going to tolerate it. And, and that's one thing about us that's kind of different from other people because we understand the things that Elon does and things like that. We completely understand. But for us, we just don't give a fuck. And because of that, we separate ourselves from a lot of these moral stances that people have to have when it comes to these things and calling people out and calling them on a bullshit and say, we will not stand this. You need to take that shit somewhere else. Yeah, I can't agree more. Like, that's what I'm saying. Just I told Elon a long time ago. I tell everybody who ever asked me this when they ask about the show, how big it is and why I, I still think it's bigger than I thought it would ever be. And every time it does something else that. You know, we get nominated for something. We get mentioned on, you know, we got mentioned on uh, W. Kamau Bell's show the other day. Just we didn't try to make that happen. It just did. Um, And every time something like that happens, I don't say, well, the show is big and I just want to get everyone to listen. I don't want everyone to listen. I only want the cool people. Yes. I don't want to have the best show. I don't want to have the most listeners. I don't want to have. I just want the coolest show. That's all. You ask me what the goal of the show is to be the coolest. And for y'all motherfuckers to sit up there and call Elon everything under the sun. Let people talk about his uh, quote unquote disability. And you didn't say a fucking word because you were swimming in the tea. Fuck you. Fuck you sincerely because you co-signed this motherfucking soft ass letter. Soft C, soft cunt, soft see you next Tuesday. That's what that shit is to me. And y'all motherfuckers sat up there and co-signed that shit and let them go all ham. And y'all was cool, right? Talking about, hey, y'all, y'all being some bitches because y'all supporting a friend. The fuck kind of friend are you, asshole? What kind of friend are you? Yeah. That's the question I have. I wouldn't want to be friends with your ass. You don't, uh, you, you can't help your friends out when people are dissing them for no reason and it's undeserved. You're supposed to just sit there and let it happen. What the fuck are you? Now you, you definitely won't be my friend with that type of attitude. You see a motherfucker in the street going hard against Rod and talking all kinds of slanderous bullshit and spreading lies. Go over there and you punch him in their motherfucking face and you say, that's my friend. That's how I was raised. That's friendship. The fuck you call a friend, asshole? Yeah, and, and, and also the, the thing about it, and I sometimes I don't think people understand this. People fail to realize just because you can turn a mic on and, and you can record, you are a person. And we've talked about this before. People want to strip you of your humanity once they think that you are larger than you. Sometimes you yeah. actually are. They have they, made up shit. Like, there's yes. shit. Like, you know, Bassie left the show because such a, uh, let me see. Bassie said she left the show because she wanted to get something jumping with this charity. I don't know. I looked on Twitter. She's gallivanting around the globe and she started a fucking charity. Maybe she needed time to start a charity. She couldn't do the show every day. Could it be that? Or does it have to be some fucking, uh, Downton Abbey, uh, backhand? Like, oh no, it had to be this dramatic soap opera shit. These are just regular people, man. They got children. They got lives. Yes. They got wives. They got shit to do. It's not always some fucking power struggle, madman plot behind what happens with a fucking show. It's very, it's, Actually, it's very quite simple most of the time. Y yes, it is. And the thing is that people have to understand that podcasters are people, too. And the thing that upsets me about it, like I said, you want to strip people of their humanity because you know what? All, all this criticism and stuff that, that people are doing, 
they could not handle the same criticism that was in return on yeah. them. They would have mental breakdowns. Like, 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 I don't think people really understand, uh, the toll that it can have on you, uh, mentally and physically and spiritually. And a lot of times people, they go all hard like this. And that's why I said we're not about that because our thing is that we know that we don't want everybody over here. There's some people that just won't come over here and fuck with us. And we are fine with that. We're not about catching all the fish in the sea, but the fish we do catch, we're going to take care of it. We're going to treat it right. And we're going to love it because that's the way we roll. But my thing is that if you're going to be about this negativity, you need to really stay the fuck away from us. And I really mean that with all my heart. And I'm sincere about that because I'm not about the negativity. I don't deal with that bullshit in my real everyday life. And I'm not going to deal with it when it comes to podcasting. Yeah. I also like that uh, when they got called out, typical shit that they do then he gonna shout out that dude's podcast that dissed me it's called the super john podcast or something like that then hey much love to them it's a show worth listening to yeah the show that no one listens to that that's the one that you know much love though much love to 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 y'all you know how y'all how y'all are so worth listening to that no no one knows who y'all are what y'all do but hey hey you know i'm sure you guys are doing really well um i'm sure uh everybody knows about the show i'm sure if i put it in uh podbay.fm right now and i look up the stats uh yeah i'm gonna get uh na through every single uh category uh let me put that in chat room for this this for this great tremendous show that everybody supports uh yeah, you can click on the link and see how nobody's fucking with us, but that's the show, right? Anyway, it's been the Blackout Tips Podcast, and uh, now you're caught up on Soft See You Next Tuesdays, and uh, you know exactly what happened, and everybody can spread the word, and everybody can tell them go fuck themselves, or, as I'm going to do, continue to just ignore these motherfuckers. Definitely going to find everybody in that trending hashtag, make sure that I'm not following any of them. Because uh, I don't want to deal with that type of bullshit. I just don't. Um, and I'm not going to. So, yeah. Keep that shit out. Don't use me for networking. Don't hope I'll retweet you. And don't follow me just because I follow you. We're not friends. We're not cool. We're, and, and it's never going to be cool. So, Elon can't say it. But guess what? I can. Because I'm Rod. Anyway, check out the Blackout Tips podcast, blackouttips.com. We'll be back tomorrow morning. I think one of the guests is Joanna Moffitt. Not sure if we had another guest or not. I'll check on that. But 10 a.m. tomorrow, we'll be doing it over. And we just didn't want to talk about this on the show with guests because it really would have overshadowed the guests. Yes, it would have. And it was a lot to talk about. If you listen this long, I don't know how you did it, but congratulations. Uh, It's the longest feedback show I can remember. but uh yo thanks for checking us out and thank you for being a fan thank you for being cool those of you who are cool yes and respecting our space we appreciate it Uh, god we can't tell you thank you and it's because of you we even do the feedback show so thank you it's kind of like when you talking to a dude and he's like man my wife just cheated on me and she's fucking uh the 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 pool boy and she's gonna take half my money she's getting a divorce and you go i just want to go home and kiss my wife Ain't that the truth? And that's how we feel about y'all. Yeah. It's, it's I just like, want to kiss my fans. Ain't y'all that the truth? Awesome. Mwah. Like I said, appreciate it. Yes, every single one of you, every phone call, email, everything. Like it really means a lot to and us. And I'm never giving y'all shit. I just wanted to keep this uh, completely 
uh don't even expect it so if you start getting penciling together start dming people to write us a letter stop yourself i never promised you shit and i never will give you shit other than we're gonna keep doing our show oh you fuck with us we'll burn it on the show live on the air yeah don't do no dumb shit i use that shit as a coaster all right man uh until next time i love you you too baby Mwah.